gonna purchase? That's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Hot times in the cold basement. Hot times in the freezing cold. It can be an ice rink here, not. I mean, with all the water, it that's definitely frozen before in the basement. <laughs> Evaporated. <laughs> Man, but, if you could just like get a ton of water down here, you could like, if it just stayed cold enough, you could have an ice rink. I was gonna say all we could also do like the Romans did and just flood the basement, and have little tiny miniature naval battles. Yeah. You know what? That'd be pretty fun, actually. That'd be so fucking fun. We'd bust so much ass, though. Just for a bit. We would just... So many broken butt cheeks. Just... <laughs> okay, no. So, the water level... Oh, man. What you'd have to fucking do... Sorry. I'm getting... No, some, let's go. I'm getting some architecture <laughs> or some fucking landscape shit. So, those wooden boards right there, take those fuckers out so you have a taller, taller room and then probably have the water level... Um, Right there, <laughs> yeah. so it's like everybody could like float. <laughs> hey, where would I put my pops if we get rid of that thing? We have well, no, no room we, upstairs. <laughs> no, no, no. We do it like on our way out when we're just like finally fucking tired of this place. Just had this place just like like a pool, and then like when our landlord is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, because if you it, that's why I said if you got rid of those wooden right there. Oh, those. Taller, okay. Yeah, okay. taller building. Or taller room so that you could push the pops and figures up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Feeling froggy, like take some of them out of the box and like have like ice races. Just yeah, sure. Put, put money on them and shit, yo. Or just have them floating around, you know, like rubber duckies. Underground illegal Funko racing gambling ring. <laughs> ice skating ring. <laughs> <laughs> or or we just like we dig underground and we hit like a hot spring vein and just like welcome to the art house hot spring hot bath bathhouse. I hope we hit fucking oil. Be like hell or high water in this shit. Only it's not gonna be my kids and I have to worry about shit. It's gonna be my fat ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have to fight Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and I'll have to ask somebody for a um, Mr. Pib and they give me a Dr Pepper and I'm like only assholes drink Dr Pepper. <laughs> yeah, and you're like. Oh. Ah. And then it turns into Yellowstone. You know, I kind of want to watch it just because of Taylor Sheridan. He did uh, write um, Hell or High Water. And oh. that's like already one of my favorite movies of all time. So that's the only reason why I want to check out Yellowstone. I've started, um, what's it called? Um, the, the, the Tulsa King. He also wrote that and it's starring Sylvester Stallone. And you know what? Not bad. Hmm. We should probably do an introduction. Yeah, we're, we're, we should oh, probably <laughs> start the show proper. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 297 of the Ark and Hear podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my two cornerstone co-hosts. Yeah, Wenzel. And that cannon guy has returned. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while. It's, it yeah, has. this is the... Officially, this is the first episode you've been back for since the Letterbots game tag team edition and the first banter episode you've been on since 
the last straight shooting where we talked about the Marvel movie reveals and AEW Dynamite. God, how long ago was that again? That the AEW episode that was probably like July. Wow! 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 It, wow! Oh, it is it is great to be back. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is just going to be a banner episode. It's been a while since we had one, the first official one of the year. So yeah. just sort of the the catch up. You know, it, it's a, it's a different crew, but we always have a good time chit chatting, and you know, just trying to get back into the swing of things. Even if our schedule's a little different, you know, always the banter that you are accustomed to. Yeah, we've been so far apart now from each other. Like for us to do a banner episode is just perfect. Oh, yeah. Because, like, so much to talk about. Like, we've already talked about so much. Still, so much to talk about. Because, like, I, we, I was talking with Cannon last night and earlier this morning. It's like, I, I feel like I don't want to say anything because, like, it's for, show, show, show. Because yeah. it's been so long since we've it's done been a, so long. a banter episode. That's why I've been so excited about <laughs> just to do it, this banter. I'm like, man, I have so much to talk about. It's I, so fun. I'm just like, I have to remember what, what has been happening for the last... Yeah, <laughs> how many ever months? I think the last banter episode was one me and JoJo did in November, December. It was toward the end of the year, so it's definitely been a good while. Man, yeah, Colt would have been here, but like very surprisingly, Colt got COVID, and it was so funny because like uh, like back in January, we were me and Colt were talking. And he's like, he's like, damn. None of us have gotten COVID yet. Strong boys. And then, <laughs> and now the cheese stands alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't. I don't know. God, I was about to say it's been so long since a banner episode. I can finally tell the world what COVID feels like. But yeah, I can too. Yeah, we both got fucking got it. <laughs> like a pretty like kind of back to back because I got COVID uh, in the last couple weeks of December, and you know. Luckily, mine was very mild. Uh, I just felt like dog shit for like dirt, like not even like 24 hours. Yeah, I was going to work, came back from lunch, and then like right as I got back, it's like, oh, I feel crummy. And then from there, it's like a slow decline. And like I was holed up in my room for about five days. And I was just like tossing and turning, just like, and then literally at like 10 o'clock. That Saturday night, I got sick on a thir- Thursday. I just puked my fucking brains out, and I was fine. Yeah, <laughs> but I still, had, of course, I still had the quarantine. But that's yeah, like yeah. that's because but COVID is so different for every person. Yes, yeah, like Jesus Christ, like even my experience was vastly different from yours. Like I, you know, that feeling you get in the back of your throat when you know you're you're about to get sick. You know yep. that little weird. <clears throat> I started feeling that. Um, about I think that was it Saturday I suppose Friday or Saturday and um, so I I tested and I wasn't feeling too bad at that point just yet but I still wanted to test and sure enough I got those two dirty dirty lines yeah you're pregnant and oh man pregnant with, any minute you're pregnant with a COVID ball <laughs> oh my God with that like that weird like amoeba thing we'll let the bumps poking out of your belly <laughs> oh. where's that Michael Bay movie anyway um <laughs> the uh, yeah I. The first day I got, I just like my throat just felt like ass. Then that second day, oh my god, I was hot and cold at the same time. It was mm-hmm. the absolute worst. I didn't, I didn't uh, get sick. I didn't puke, but I, I was coughing so much and so hard, I almost vomed because of it. A few days, but um, but what I was like, 
that fever was just ass for just like two straight days. But like after that, other than just, you know, sticking it out and staying away from everybody as much as I could, it was, whew, do not recommend. Yeah. It wasn't fun. Zero out of 10, would not recommend. And I, I, I mean, given like, like, the restaurant that I worked at uh, for as long as I did, like during COVID, I'm shocked that I just got it. For, I mean, like to be perfectly honest, with yeah. I think I ended up getting it because about two weeks before I was just like on and off, like half sick. Mm-hmm. And I think just like my immune system was just so low. I mean, obviously I'm vaccinated, but then like it just, I must've been around the wrong person or the wrong spot. And then it finally got me. And, you know, obviously very grateful that all things considered, my COVID was very mild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys are vaccinated, so, mm-hmm. of course, like, it's just not going to be as rough um, if, as if you were not. So, like, I'm glad, like, it wasn't for you guys as well. And same thing with Cole. Like, I mean, so far, he, like, I think he's he said that he's had a few days where he just feels like just dog shit, but... He's just not that bad at the moment anymore. So, yeah. I mean, and it's probably because, again, he's fucking vaccinated. So, yeah. it's not as bad. And yeah. I'll say, I, I didn't lose taste or smell either. I was I was oh. eating when I could the most of the time. But, like, I think I, I, I didn't realize when I went to the doctor to get the, the official okay. Like, I had lost almost 10 pounds. Wow. In wow. five days. Wow. Fuck. Like I've I've bad habit I know I've always I've been a smoker since fourteen so my sense of smell's always been kind of jacked up, but my sense of taste did kind of uh, fuck off a little bit. Mm. Like I was like legit like just eating food and just being I was like wow this does not taste like shit. Tastes <laughs> 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 like food. Honestly, I would say I think my sense of taste got more like I don't know pronounced. Like I would I would. My parents had dropped like a care package off, you know, safely, of course, like oh, close the door. I picked it up. <laughs> they fucking threw a, uh, just a, through, a flare. They tied it to a brick through my window. <laughs> they threw a flare and they're like, right here. It's just like parachutes down. It's like mine got, my taste got more pronounced. Like I, they gave me like, you know, Sprite or like, you know, like a clear soda. And I was like, I felt like every bubble pop. It, it tasted like cough syrup like medicine yeah like every sprite was mcdonald's it's like, <laughs> it's like why is it spicy which <laughs> is like you know the opposite like why is my taste turned way up i will say um everybody has this kind of theory or like suspicion that right before i mean exactly right before fucking covid happened um you know i was sick and it was bronchitis and everybody has suspicions, like maybe he, maybe Wenzel was the first one to get COVID. And I I don't honestly I don't know. I've tried to talk to the doctor about it, and they're like, they're like, no, it seems like you had bronchitis. <laughs> and um and yeah, but like I will say, having bronchitis, they're very similar. Um, it it heightened my sense of like taste as well. So like everything just tasted like a thousand times like more than like what it originally tastes like, and everything fucking tasted good (laughs) yeah like every drink every food everything just tasted like fucking gold it's so good (laughs) it's like i didn't get bronchitis again (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't recommend it in your off time but let me tell you i don't recommend great i definitely don't recommend it because i think it's done uh damage to my lungs so Mm -hmm. that yeah that sucks yeah Uh, winslow has to spend like an hour a day in an iron lung now 
Yeah, you know. <laughs> the Iron Wenzel. Yeah, I. It was really. It was like a twofer because I remember, <clears throat> I I went back home for um, uh, Thanksgiving, I think, and uh, somebody at uh, those shenanigans got me sick. And then, like, I had just finally gotten better, and then, like, a week or two later, COVID. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, right as I were, right as I got sick, you know, before that, we had that huge just fucking outing where we all went fucking drinking and stuff. And I remember there was this one guy, this one fucking guy, I knew it had to be him, because he was, like, like sniffling and, like, Ugh, coughing. <laughs> he goes to the fucking bathroom, takes a pish. Doesn't wash his fucking hands. A pish? A pish. <laughs> he takes a it pish. was Sean Connery. He takes a pish. He doesn't wash his fucking hands. No. And I'm like, I am like, I had to have touched something he touched, and he fucking got me sick. So if you're listening to this little guy, he was, t- he was shorter than me, fucking bald, wearing a black hoodie. You know who you are? Fuck you. Oh, my God. Yeah, wash, wash your hands, hands wash your ass. Like, the uh, official statement of AYCH. And, and can I just say, as someone who has worked in restaurants almost my entire professional career... You'll be surprised. Now, granted, these are times when I'm like, you know, going kerplunk in the bathroom. You'll be surprised how many times some motherfucker will go, like a customer, will come into the bathroom. Now, I granted, it, the sign doesn't say customers must wash hands before returning to work. <laughs> yeah. But still, fucking gross. There's so many people who go to the fucking pisser, they go to eat and don't wash their hands. They just fucking leave. I've heard it. I was like, I didn't hear it. I started, I wanted to be like, I didn't hear any water running. Oh, like, my, as I Yes, yes, that's exactly, I'm the same way. Like my height, my sense of like hearing gets heightened to where I'm like, they didn't turn on the fucking water. They didn't wash their fucking hands. Those assholes. <laughs> and and the thing is too is like my nephews because of my um, I guess my ex brother in law now. Uh, my nephews, I don't know what it is with these southern folk, but they have this fucking tendency where for some reason they're playing in the mud. They're going pissed. <laughs> they're taking dumps. Don't wash their fucking hands. I don't know what it is. They don't fucking do that. And guess what happens? They get sick all the time. My ex-brother-in-law got sick all the fucking time. And guess what? My nephews, they do the same thing. They get sick all the fucking time. So literally, I've been so I've been watching and taking care of them and stuff for the past like few months now. So every time I'll listen when they go to the bathroom. Yeah. And this happened recently. It was the other day. It was literally yesterday. I I, I listen and then he gets he he ta- he takes piss comes out and I'm like no go back and he's like <laughs> and then he's like oh yeah I'm like how the fuck could you forget washing your hands I don't I didn't say that but like I was like how <laughs> could you little shit <laughs> and then I listened closely motherfucker took him five minutes to wash his hands I'm like, I'm I like mean, Jesus Christ because like I literally hear the water run just running and I'm like he better not be faking but then I hear a like him, like doing that. I'm like, it doesn't take you. The that dude long. was taking a shower <laughs> in the sink. I'm like, it doesn't take you that fucking long. It's like, it like he didn't know. It's like maybe five minutes is a good enough time to like fake it. I don't know. <laughs> like he's like he's prepping for surgery. You know, <laughs> he comes out with like the arm length gloves. It's like I'm ready to well, operate. I checked his hands to make sure he wasn't fucking faking. I mean, they're wet, so I was like, okay. <laughs> like he did wash his hands. Just to say, he just, you know, for somebody who's in the first grade. Doesn't know how to fucking do it properly. Okay, fine. No. Like, what are you doing? They don't teach you how to wash hands in first grade anymore. Oh, my God. God no. Common core. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Common Core. They, not only do they teach you not how to do math, but they also teach you to piss on your hands. Yeah. Dirty hands while you're doing math wrong. It's stupid. <laughs> I Oh, my God. Hand okay. I watched a fucking video where I thought it was being legit, where the guy was like, all right, this is how you do 16 minus 9. I thought it was like a Common Core bullshit thing. Every fuck it loops where like every time he's like, okay, 16 minus nine, you, you know, you take the number away, you take this away, and then you're back with 16 minus nine, and then it just keeps fucking going and go. It's he's doing a bit. It's so fucking funny. Um, uh, I stand by that bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, anybody who's listening, if you don't watch your hands, watch the movie Contagion. Yeah, that is probably the most like accurate depiction of a like of a pandemic slowly breaking out. I've not seen that movie yet. It's really good. Um, it's scary. Oh, <laughs> well, that that kind of reminds me. Um, part of one of the things I've been doing lately is I have a, just a hyper fixation where I like to go into Dollar Generals and just look for like the the most random rare movies that they have. Yeah, and I went digging around at this one in Norport, which is probably the biggest movie section that I've seen in a Dollar General. Anyhow, they had like a, a lot of like combo movies, like two, three, four combo movies, and one was like. Contagion and what's the other pandemic movie? Quarantine. Quarantine. That's oh. a remake of uh, Rick, right? Yeah, it okay. is. And, and just like what? I will, <laughs> what I will, fucking psycho <laughs> would buy that two pack? I know because the thing is, is that Contagion is not like it's. It, I guess you could say it's sci-fi, but like it's nothing like crazy. Like oh, fucking zombies or some shit. Like no, it's like a very like like fictional but accurate depiction of like. This is how a pandemic starts, and like the progression of it, and then like it's it's really fucking good, and it's really scary. Oh no, it's not. It wasn't quarantine. It was um outbreak with the monkey. <laughs> oh, outbreak. Okay, still, I've actually seen that. It's been forever, but <laughs> but like yeah, like it's just it's like the most just like severe like traumatizing like spooky like virus story without getting into zombies. I was like. I, like obviously, I'm sure even talking about this is like a, a turn off for some people, just because like I'm trying to survive and not think about uh, ooky spooky bugs. But yeah, uh, but just on like what we've been up to, like I've been. Oh up- fuck, we need to talk about some things. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I will say like the, <laughs> while we're talking about like COVID stuff, maybe we'd, I'll call this episode "Straight Shooting with Cannon Down with the Sickness." Yeah. Oh fuck. my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I can already see the fucking thumbnail in my head. I'm gonna come down here and just be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the things I've been up to, I'm on my Dollar General wear hunt, and I have a, a pretty good stat going. Now, I've, I've, I've basically been systematically going to all the Dollar Generals within, you know, the circle of of our town, and just finding a lot of stuff. Uh, like I said, just obviously, there's like a lot of recurring ones because like they get their movies from Mill Creek, like yeah, that Creek DVD distributor. So there's obviously a lot of repeats. A lot of like random combo movies. Like those like AI just compiled like three, four random ass movies. Like a lot of Christian movies. A lot of prairie core movies. Like <laughs> Prairie Core. I don't know what to call it, but it's just like it's old timey folks in the wilderness and then just like it's like, what if people who loved Little House in the Prairie back in the day, it's like, what if we just brought that back? But in I like, live in the fucking prairie! Yeah. <laughs> but, but just like, and movie serials and just prairie dogs. Wild I, shit. I swear, if my mom had a DVD player, she'd probably have all of them. Yeah, my mom loves Life on the Prairie or whatever. 
I remember Little watching House, Little yeah. House in Prairie as oh, like a yeah, young yeah, yeah. kid. That's what it is. Yeah, but, but I, I will say recently too, my mom just did a whole fucking rewatch of the series for some reason. <laughs> and like the fucking Waltons too. <laughs> I I will what was s- that thing on on John Bob's face or what what was he called? The thing just, on the face. What like on the Waltons? Like the like the. There was like a a teenish boy. He had like a big spot on his. Oh, he had thing. like a mole or something. There? But it was like half his cheek. I don't know. Wouldn't, oh, no, wouldn't he the same guy in like the the it like the the Tim Curry one? I, that I, I don't think know. he was in that one. But I don't the, know. That sounds like the guy from iCarly. I've never seen iCarly. That's fair. I, I mean, I know of it. My my, no, my grandmother my, kept children. That's for my generation. Yeah. So <laughs> I've seen it. I was just like, oh, the kids are watching a, this. There was a guy. He was like a. He was like their. I think he was like their fucking landlord, basically, and he had this big ass like wart. It was like a mole, but it was a wart um, on his cheek. And I say wart because I think at some point they pop it. <laughs> it's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I have to go on you in one of your Dollar General excursions, Pat. I will, I, I will I really say <laughs> like if you guys like did that sounds like a YouTube series. Just see like what you can find because I I found some good stuff. Like I found a. Uh, a metal case of uh, Gremlins, the first movie. Really? Yeah. I, it was five fucking bucks. Wait, you found a steelbook of Gremlins for five dollars? Yep. Did you buy it? Yeah, of course. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course I bought Cheap it. Cheap steelbooks are the best steelbooks. Absolutely. Oh and, um, oh man, there was, <coughs> that, that's also how I got Mother. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> Mother. Oh. Um, and then, An infamous movie in our house. <laughs> and then uh, Rando uh, Combo was uh, Cloverfield and the Dark City. Huh. Why... I mean, cool, but also why not another Cloverfield movie? Exactly, but no, it was Cloverfield and the Dark City, so I was like, I have to get that. Uh, oh, yeah. I do plan to do like a like a video of what I re- what I've gotten, but on, on the combo ones, I got a double pack of The Fury and Monument Men. Oh, okay. Which I saw, I saw The Fury last year before. Love it. Probably one of my favorite World War Two movies now. And the Monument Men, like I've heard. Pretty solid things about it. It's, I mean, oh, it's been so long since I watched it. I mean, I watched it with my dad, obviously. And, uh, I mean, we had a hoot and a half. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he hauled <laughs> on Letterboxd. A hoot and a half out of three. It, it's it's interesting. Um, Basically, for those of you who don't know, it's a uh, this group of military folks who try to reclaim, like, art. And, uh, st- and artware and statue that were stolen by the Nazis. Yeah, they, really. They, yeah, they so they basically go in and they try and they try to smuggle it all out. Like I've heard like rumblings about this movie, but I, uh, from people, but I've never like it's, seen anything about. It's it actually or... <laughs> a lot. A lot of World War Two movies. It's actually kind of based on a true story where there were ac- there was an actual uh, group of men who tried to smuggle art and stuff out of not out of Nazi hands. And like, you know, like the the dying days of Nazi Germany. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like in that portion, it is fascinating. Um, yeah, and uh, also a lot of like, like Korean movies now. Yeah, I've been seeing it at Dollar General. Like what? Like I, no, no, obviously no movies I've heard of, but just like a lot of like Korean drama movies and yeah. like action movies. And it's like, huh, this is interesting. That's, I mean, that's cool. Uh, I, I did get one. I forget what it's called, but it's basically kind of like a drama mystery on a train. And I was like, what oh, is it this, called? This, but um, but it it's, it looks interesting, and I I have a pretty good stat going. I, I I think there's just a couple more spots around town I haven't hit yet, but 
I think I'll have a nice little pile by the time it's all over. Out of all the Dollar Generals you've been to so far, which one do you think has the best selection? Yeah, that's definitely the um, obviously no one and no one, none of our local, yeah. <laughs> no one outside of our local listeners would get this, but um, it would be the Dollar General in Northport past the intersect, the uh, four way intersection. Okay, I'm gonna have to hit that one up then. Like I said, it's just like a ton, oh, okay. of, a ton of movies. Are, are the Blu-rays easily accessible though? Uh, yeah, because, like, they have, like, like a big box of Blu-rays, like, up front. Like, because I don't know what it is with this trend of, like, Dollar Generals, you know, making it hard to, you know, navigate their own aisles. They're already narrow enough as it yeah. is. But now they got those weird carts blocking the arteries of the store that, like, <laughs> hold shit that's supposed to be on the shelves but hasn't been put up yet. And, like, and now, at least uh, at the one... In Foster's, I try to go down there because they have a big old chunk of Blu-rays, but they have it blocked off like almost behind the register. Like you have to like go into where you're supposed to exit the store yeah. to actually. And like if I go to like look through them, I also feel like I'm going to be in the way of the traffic trying to leave the store. So why don't y'all just put that where the DVDs are? Yeah, on an actual aisle. I, I hate it when stores do that. It, it's it's weird because like one of my first jobs is at a Dollar General, and like. They're always just, like, ramshackle, to be honest. Yeah. But, like, the, this one I was talking about that had the, the biggest one, it's, like, on the far corner, uh, by, right next to the bathroom. But, like, everything is sort of piled on top of each other. It's like, literally, there's, like, two or three, like, display towers I had to, like, push out of the way to, to sort of, Like, I was there so long, the lady working the register opened a box of new DVDs. Like, hey, come, you know, I just opened these. Come look at them. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's fucking cool. That's over, cool, though. though. I, I love that. Whenever, um, they, like, you'll be there looking at stuff, and then you just randomly hear them like, I got some more stuff right here, buddy. Yeah. Like, like I got in, I got in pretty good with the dude at, uh, at Chris from uh, Replays. And uh, one day, I was in there just uh, looking around. And he goes, hey, um, I just got a, like, a fat stack I have in the back I haven't processed yet. You want to come check them out? I'm like, Fat stack. Like, like a tall-ass stack of Blu-rays that I haven't seen yet. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to look at your movies. Let's go in the back and take a gander. But like, oh, yeah. that's re- reminded because that layout must be identical to the one um, in back home where my mom lives. Because I was there, too, just like going through their entire selection, moving shit around and whatnot. And then I even asked like the lady by the register, I was like, is it cool that I'm doing this? She's like, oh, baby, you're fine. Just like, just do I, and I remember because I came back with a fucking fat stack of movies after that trip back home. I even got like like three or four steel books for like nice. nothing. Some of them were also like Best Buy exclusives. I'm like, how are you in a Dollar General right now? <laughs> they, they, might, like sh- they, they might have the same distributor like Mill Creek. Yeah. So yeah. like they might get some of their stuff because I, like, I'm, I'm going to save it for my reveal like video, but like, there was one movie I never in a million years thought would show up at the Dollar General. And I was like... Hmm. I'll just say it and edit it out. <laughs> beep it out in the fucking episode. Yeah, I got bleep. <laughs> That'd be so fucking funny, though. Sometimes the, the beep is funnier than the actual And I was going to say, we should probably censor Chris's name, so uh, your name's Christian now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, whoever was working there the other day, oh goodness gracious! Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, if you're there alone, listen to whatever you want to listen to. But they had it like blaring through the speakers, 
and it was like a podcast, and like, and I know we're no saints or anything. We have filthy fucking mouths too. But I'm like looking around, what? and I'm just hearing like fuck Star Wars in the background. I'm like, what? Okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's filthy. <laughs> yeah, that's dirty. Why are you saying such things like that? I mean, to be fair, we're in a kind of a weird period right now, so I understand, but still, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but God. Yeah, that's all they're saying, like, cum balls and butt pussy across a speaker. Oh, well, that's wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> By comparison. <laughs> oh, that yeah. that actually reminds me, too. I was in Second and Charles the other day, and I don't know who it is, but it's I know it's it's always this – it has to be this one person. They're always playing the instrumental to movie soundtracks. I'm just like – it's always the same. It's always Nightmare Before Christmas, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, and Harry Potter. And I'm like – Whose fucking playlist is this? Like, it's so, like, just long instrumentals from these movies. And at, and sometimes it will, like, it'll swap to where, like, clearly somebody else is putting on their playlist. And it plays, like, some cool shit. I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. But, yeah. Um, Unless it's just like, hey, did we just need some background music for this door? And this yeah. is, like, you know, big, nerdy movies. But, but I will say the thing is, though, is that recently, not this second Charles, but the one up in Hoover, I, I think they had, like, upper management. Come pay them a visit because it was like everybody was just like just at their workstations, just working like nothing like like the the mood was like different. It was like everybody was just on edge. Yeah, because like because then at some point I see her and I'm like she's like carrying like a clipboard like she's like, why are these over here? Maybe these should be over here, you know, like like doing all this stuff. I'm just like, damn, I I I I feel that (laughs) like I, I know. Like what you guys are going through. Oh, I don't mean to be that person, but that uh, that clipboard might need to make an appearance at our local Second and Charles because I don't know what's going on with the categorization of their movies. Like at first, it was pretty simple. It was like drama, comedy, action, adventure, and children's. Now they got like subsections, like Christmas movies, musicals, westerns. Okay, and, and, I. And, I Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, all I'm saying is it's getting, and also it's getting a little cramped in there. Like, yeah. I even tried to look through the vinyl in there the other day, and you can't. Yeah. But, and isn't that, like, dangerous for the records to be that packed in that tight? <clears throat> they could fucking break and warp and shit, right? Um, not a lot of tension is what I'm well, saying. It like. is a lot of tension. Um, Actually, it would actually help them if they are warped to be squeezed like that. Well, but, that's fair. But... Like, like you said, you know, it gets cramped, and you can't have like you can't just stuff them all in. Like, plus you can't like flip through. Exactly, you have to like, like you're having to pull them out, and, and I'm then struggling. When you're struggling, no, I get that. You need to figure something. Out. And then, and then, especially if you pull it out, you just completely just ruin the fucking <laughs> the pressure of of whoever put this fucker in there. Also, I feel like, especially with the sealed uh, vinyl they have in there, if they're that tight, if somebody pulls it, some of the tension might actually rip that fucker. Oh open. yeah. I yeah, and, and I think it's I've been there just sorting through them, and I'm like, I mean, this is brand new, obviously, but the corner slate, I was like, I, probably people just trying to look through them, I suppose. Yeah, and then, um, it's crazy. It's wild, wild west in there, and they have it in the western section. Yeah, <laughs> um, lawless. Oh, <laughs> dissident. Also, sorry. Speaking of bad placement in stores, I I know whoever's listening to this probably loves this fucking conversation. They, they just love. It's like finally, finally, somebody talks about the layout of these stores. My, <laughs> Michaels, I should say Michaels. You probably know this, Pat, but before they moved them, they had the Copic markers near the register. Mm. And what sucks about it is that to get to the register and the cashiers, there's like they have it shelves to like make a like a line, 
and it's always right there. And the thing is, is that like you can never look at them because if you sit there and look at them, you're gonna fucking just like block up, clog up the line. Yeah. And I have, I remember doing that, and having to be like, oh no, like just go ahead, like I'm just looking at this, and it's just like. Had that every single fucking time because there's not a lot of space in that there, front. No, there's, there's like, not a lot of space. I mean, obviously, it's for theft prevention, but like, it's still like this is an incredibly just ill place spot for and, like, yeah, for someone to look at these markers and also like keep it in like range of like the, I guess the the register uh, workers, but also like you know like who cares if you steal from a big store? Big stores don't. They're not gonna feel it, and, and the thing and, is, but also AYC doesn't condone the cool crime of stealing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, and and the thing is too is that like you know they didn't wrap those bitches up or anything, so like kids would just come over, open them up, use them, and then put them back, and it's just like, bitch, you just you just wasted a seven dollar marker. Like, stop, stop that. So now they move them into their own glass case. But the thing is, is that it's the same ones that have been used up by children and they don't replace them. And not only that, there's not somebody there to open the case for you. So you're having to hunt down a fucking worker. Like, like I mean, it's like it's like you're doing some like predator shit where you have to turn invisible and have like heat vision and everything. And like, yeah, <laughs> trying to find somebody. And when you do, it's just like, they're just like, they're just like ah. It's like, sorry, ma'am, like the, the the dual blade, it, it's just for my own protection. Colt actually does a really good Predator sound. Oh, I want to hear that. I, I, w- I wish he was here right now. He would do it. it, it Colt, do it right now. It's like, Colt, on your sick bed, please record yourself doing Predator noises and then send it in and I'll splice it into the show. Oh, my God. Please, Colt. Do it now. Yeah. What if, this if is we where it'll go. I call him and I'm like, hey, can you do a Predator sound real quick? I know you're sick. Just like. Just but terrible. then plot twist, that's just him, like, like drowning in his own mucus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> him just dying, yeah. Um, anyway, t- sorry for all this store talk, I guess. <laughs> that's a bad it's, term. <laughs> it's like, like 20 to 30 somethings rail against poor store management. I don't know, you'll be surprised how many people probably listen to like, Yeah, man, those aisles are too fucking narrow, brother! They are. Especially for Dollar General. That, that, that is not a bit. That is not a fucking bit at all. Like, you don't know, like, Dollar General is the lifeblood of us down here. <laughs> You're not fucking wrong. And, but, but also, like, every Dollar General is like a black hole of cell service. I could be in the middle of the city the second yes. I walk into a Dollar It's like a black box. Yes. Yeah. No service. <laughs> no service. Nothing, and I'm just like I'm trying to show Canon this this DVD of a fucking shark in the sky, <laughs> and I finally saw it, and it was glorious. <laughs> God, I keep forgetting I have the entire Sharknado collection. Mm-hmm. I need to knock those out. Yeah, <laughs> I've only seen the first one. The Sharknado the files. I've seen the first one too. I think yeah. I knew what they were doing. I'm for it. Yeah, because I, I know like that's a those types of movies are kind of hit or miss with people for a lot of reasons. Like people like you can't manufacture like a goofy B movie type thing because like a lot of old B movies, like they are done in sincerity and this is like trying to ape those types of movies. But I don't know. Obviously your mind was maybe area on those types of things. Cause like, yeah, but, but I do think it's those things are, are fun. Like, you know, like 
Velocipaster or something. <laughs> like, just the concept of that is killer to me. I still cannot wait to watch that fucking movie. <laughs> I want to own that movie. Like, I've, I've seen, like, one scene, and God, I hope it's really in the movie, where, like, like it's supposed to be an explosion, but... There's just nothing. They just forgot to put the thing in. And it literally has like a graphic that says in parentheses like explosion here. But there's nothing. It's just the words. (laughs) I'm like, please, God, let that be in the final cut. Please, fucking God. I need this movie more than I need air in my lungs. Fat missing. Because I will say Tubi has a lot of those types of movies. Like um, Ouija Shark, Shark of the Corn. (laughs) Uh, one I want to watch Shark Side of the Moon <laughs> I will say there is one shark movie that was on sci-fi that like even though for it to be like one of the just one of those like a dime a dozen the costume that they had done for this like basically it's like a bipedal like humanoid shark was actually really like cool and I was like what the fuck I, I remember that from my childhood and it probably might not look the same now <laughs> because I don't have you know child eyes but uh I, I would love to just figure out what the fuck that was but it was practical right yeah it was practical was absolutely say, you wouldn't see that these days not in a sci-fi original movie. no it's all see it's well on like shark people do you, uh i don't know if you'll remember this wenzel but canna do you remember it was a abc miniseries uh, with craig t nelson it's about this husband wife they go to like like hawaii or like some island place and there's like a secret lab and on the island, basically, where they're trying to escape, or uh, they accidentally unleash this humanoid shark. What? And it terrorizes them like throughout this the course of this mini series. It came actually, out in like the early nineties. Actually, that might be what I, I'm thinking of. I'm I'm over here still trying to figure out who Craig T. Nelson is. Which oh, coach, got it. But I'm like, no, I've never heard of this. Because uh, oh like there for a while, ABC was doing in the early night like the, a lot of like sci-fi horror type miniseries. Oh god, I keep forgetting he voices Mister Incredible. That makes me happy. Oh god, that makes me so happy. I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to. Oh fuck, it might actually be what I was thinking of. Wow, I have no recollection of this. But again, I may I may have said this uh, on a uh, older episode. Creature, it was called Creature, Creature. ABC miniseries oh. from 1998. Oh my god, I just landed on it! Holy shit! God, this old this old picture of the of the pitch of the movie of the show. It's like Craig T. Nelson, just like full hamburger meat, chest out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was only like it was two episodes. It's like a miniseries, but like I remember. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, in the right lighting, man, this suit's not bad. Like, I, I kudos to that create. Like this, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This shot right here is kind of doing it for me. <laughs> for for Wenzel. Okay, hold on. I got my own pulled up. For those of you at home who can't see shit, fucking losers. Yeah, yeah hit, hit hit your Google machines now and uh, check out creature. Fuck, it was creature. Yeah, yeah. damn it. Full circle, it baby. Doesn't, it doesn't look bad. No, I mean, honestly, it, it like doesn't. it looks like it would hold up. Yeah, I I want to watch this now. <laughs> like, let's find it. Where is it? I don't remember how I saw it. It might have been. I I think I might have like been like scrolling through and just saw it on ABC, and I was like, well, because we, you, what you were born in two thousand one, two thousand. 
Don't look at me. I was born in 98. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, I was trying to think, like. I'm 24 going on 25. Well, I couldn't remember. Literal attitude era, baby. Look. Oh, oh God, I'm so offended right now. 2000? Who the fuck do you think I am, Pat? I, I don't know. I'm not keep track of this shit. I'm not your mom. <laughs> he doesn't have your birth certificate. <laughs> yeah, it got thrown away, remember? Oh, my God. 2000? Jesus Christ. I have never been so disrespected besides, you know, obviously racism. <laughs> I've never been so disrespected. God. Uh, but on ABC Creature Features, I also was a big fan of The Beasts. It was another miniseries where uh, a giant squid attacked like an island town. And then it's like, oh, fuck, we got to fight this giant squid. And they killed the giant squid. And then it's like, surprise, bitches, that was the baby. And then the mom squid shows up. And it's like <laughs> ten times the size. <laughs> God damn. Apparently, I wasn't watching enough ABC back in the day. I guess what the so. fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, like, for real, they also did like a miniseries for Stephen King's Stor- Storm of the Century. Storm of the Century. Did they do the Langoliers? Yes. I did watch the that Langoliers. That fucked me up. Me too. That shit was creepy. But it, looking back at just now, it looks god fucking awful. I was about to say. It I, does I, not hold up. I remember watching a video talking about like, you know, like best. I don't know if it was best adaptions, but it was like best adaptions. Of, or it was like adaptions of Stephen King monsters and the Langoliers popped up. And I remember just like, just like my dad was watching it and just. Chiming in on seeing the Langoliers, I was like, I'm like, I am terrified. <laughs> but now when I look back at them, I'm like, those look fucking stupid. I mean, the They're, concept is the terrifying. The concept is terrifying. But they, watching it. <laughs> I will say that that's what people said about a lot of the like, early 90s Stephen King miniseries is that, like, obviously, like, there's some cheesiness in it, of course, but, like, you know, some pretty solid stories there. But then, like, very early CG. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, it's like, oh, God, just this thing is coming in. And, it's, and you just, like, all this dread is just building and building because people are just disappearing. And then, like, these giant meatballs just come going. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> That's what they are, giant meatballs <laughs> with, with fucking teeth. <laughs> with, Do- like, saw blade razor teeth that are yep. constantly they're, rotating. They're, and they're fucking, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly what Langleers are, which is, like, I know it sounds stupid, but I I believe I believe if it was adapted correctly, it would probably be terrifying. Oh yeah, like I, like I'm sure like if they did like with their recent treatment of the stand on what HBO Max. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I I've heard know. I heard it's pretty strong. Um, I mean Pennywise from like the newer it is like I I would say like really terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But fuck yeah. No, oh, I think while we're on it, God, remember fucking uh. He was in, wasn't he in Perfect Strangers? Bronson Pin, Pinchet? Bronson Pinchet. Yeah, he was that fucking like business guy who kept tripping about needing to go. I have an important business meeting at twelve o'clock, <laughs> and he kept like sweating, and then he was yes. like ripping paper slowly. He was just creepy as fuck. I did that to one of my bosses once. I went receipt paper. I was just like, "Hey, boss, what's up?" I just stared at him and just started making like a like a, almost a, a, a O face with, and then he's just like, "Stop, stop! Oh, Why are you doing that to me right now?" <laughs> they almost sent me home. Ripping paper. <laughs> but that dude, at least when I was a kid, his performance kind of creeped me out a little. I bit. I don't hard. know why I remember him, but I remember him. I remember specifically out of my mind. I remember the meat, <laughs> the meatballs 
And I remember a very red man. Like, <laughs> then, then that dude from Quantum Leap, like, figuring everything out. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just, like, literally just, ah, where are those And then, like, when the planes are, like, in fucking space. Yeah. And then people, like, see a star and they, like, explode. You know what? I kind of want to watch the Langoliers. I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> God. Because I remember as a kid, that freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, though, there's, like... You know, I know people talk about, like, the Langoliers and the story that's from. It's really good. Yeah. Like, I would just love to see it, like, adapted better, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I, I just, I don't know if you can ever escape those meatballs. I don't know. Just, no. just, just make them, but, like, critters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you could do that, or you could, like, honestly, I, in my opinion, you'd probably go, like, something avant-garde abstract. Just make these, like black dots that are just consuming everything well, basically because in the book like they're never described it's just like because you, you're just left to fill an imagination fill, fill it in with your imagination now, obviously what you come up with your head is far scarier than like any person in Hollywood could come up with yeah, because yeah. that's just how it works so but then the, the problem with adapting this story that with the monsters are never seen or described just like they look like Pac-Man made with I've, dirt flesh I've <laughs> Yeah, I, I, <laughs> accurate as fuck. that is very accurate. I was going to say they're like Pac-Man. I was going to say I've recently have just like, even though I, I don't have the qualifications really, but like I keep getting these ideas like, man, I'd love if I could, like if I just could, if I could like learn how to like direct and like do stuff, I would love to adapt so many things. And now that you say that, I would love, like I don't really, honestly, I don't really fucking care about Stephen King, but I'd love to take his shit and make it better. Sorry, this is probably a bold statement. I mean, I mean uh, you... Yeah, I would take Christine and make her a Transformer. Ooh. With... I mean, if, if, they could, if they could put titties on Black Arat, and yeah, we can put titties... That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I like... No, like, I, obviously, like, I don't, you know, but I think it would be cool, like, just to try to, like, adapt things. Like, I, like now that you say that, I'd love to make, like, just Langoliers, but, like, just have these black, just... Not even, like, spheres. They're literally just black circles. And just have them consume shit and just be, like, in a way, it can be terrifying if done right. But, like, if you're just, like, ah, like, this black dot eating you, like, obviously, that's fucking stupid. Or, or it's, like, it seems like a very small, like, black dot, but there's, like, this weird, like, vortex around it. Yeah. Like, like it's, like, you can, you can kind of see, like, air getting sucked into it. And then someone gets close to... <laughs> I swear to God, if anybody fucking takes that, TM. TM 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 TM. We're just like go go full blown um Birdemic and just make the black dots like literally the dots that cover people's faces in like witness protection on TV, but just have them like moving around. <laughs> <laughs> like ah oh, the dots. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my penis. <laughs> my butthole. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> uh, We're deranged. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is the birth of AYC8 Studios. Yeah. If we could. Though. I mean, people make movies on their iPhones. You can do this, Winslow. You can fucking do this. Because I, I, I have been talking to Colt about it. I'm like, I have like so many like movie ideas or like ideas to adapt into movies. I'd love to just try it. It'd be so if I yeah. could, if I just had the time and the money, I would totally do what Kevin Smith did. Max out like a thousand credit cards, <laughs> and, and then and then eventually, ten years later, it cult status. It'll pay off for you in the end. That's right. And, <laughs> Just get a bunch of credit cards. Well, I don't know. His success, it popped off a little sooner than 10 years. But I'm just saying, like, again, like, for real, no jokes aside, like, fucking, you see, like, the shit people can do with their phones these days? Like, 
we, we just talked about it upstairs. Like it's, you can't keep the technology out of the children's hands when the technology is just getting new versions every millisecond. You yeah. know what I mean? Technology is always growing. It's always developing. You can make a full blown cinematic masterpiece on your phone. I mean, yeah. honestly there's, there's better editing in some TikToks I've seen in like in major so motion pictures. You're not wrong. No, you're not. I will say there was that one movie that came out like several, not several, a few years ago called Unsane. If you don't know, it's about a woman who uh, goes to or who is um, put forcibly into like a um, psychiatric ward, and because she keeps thinking that she's being followed by her by um, either her ex or a stalker. It's been a, it, 2018, I think I saw it, and um, it was all shot on iPhone, oh, but wow. it's really fucking good. It's really good. Okay, I want to see this now. Like, like our what's I, don't, I can't remember the. the the person's name, but like the person who created the backwoods, backwoods, the backrooms, the backrooms, yeah, like literally one of the most popular pieces of internet horror is was made by a seventeen year old and like just like stuff they had around. What is this? I've never heard of this. You never, never heard, heard of the, the backrooms? Back no. Okay, the backrooms is <laughs> basically like a really like good, a really good like take or way to kind of uh, show like the idea of liminal spaces basically places that are like eerily familiar nostalgic but eerily and kind of scary and the back rooms is basically like the back rooms of like an office space or whatever but the thing is is like you can't escape it's just like it's like an infinite like loop basically and basically like you know like if you've seen a picture of like just like a mundane room or space in like a building but it has like fluorescent light but there's nothing there but for whatever reason it just makes you feel uncomfortable like, like it's there, eerie like yeah. th- that's the whole thing it's just like this just these people are exploring this these back rooms and there's but there's like there's not a monster there's not like a thing it's just like it's just like these ever progressing series of rooms where just you're, you're just like slightly like put off like something feels right and you don't know why and then of course like it, as you as they go further in like it, it sort of expands and like you get like little hints about what the nature of it is, but obviously, you know, that kind of gets into, like, spoilers and, like, different interpretations of what it represents. Yeah. I I will show you, because there's a, like, the back room specifically, so this is, this is, like, the most famous, like, back rooms, basically. This is the one from, like, um, the, uh, that you'll see, specifically from the creator and stuff, because there's other, like, like liminal spaces. Liminal spaces is a genre in itself. I mean, there's, there's like Twitter accounts that just like old pictures from like abandoned buildings and just like, this looks weird and creepy. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and it's just like, you know, it's just like the, you have these corridors. It just goes on forever and like you don't know, like there could be something around the corner, but then there's not. But then it like, it still just goes on, goes on. And it's just like, it's kind of like in a way, like almost kind of, it kind of builds upon like the haunted house genre in a way. Yeah. Um, but I think with going kind of crazier with being like more abstract and stuff like that, it's really interesting. And the kid, 17 year old that, uh, that did the backrooms short film, he's actually getting a full length backrooms mm-hmm. film from a 24. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And James Wan is helping to produce it. Wait, is that, is this the article that I saw? Like, uh, about the 17 year old getting a 24. Yeah. Yep, oh, fucking shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so like, I mean, it's not, it's totally like, you know, obviously like art being artists and doing art, it's like totally possible to get like stuff off the ground. Yeah. It's just, this is, this is crazy because this is like such, in my opinion, like one of the most fascinating, like horror genres. Um, it's, it's something that's fairly new yeah. in, in like internet horror, like circles and like it, how it's really caught on. And can you like, is that on YouTube? You yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. It's all on YouTube. Yeah. I have to watch that and get 
and and weird. there's like a lot of like offshoots of people like doing like you know their own backroom stuff because there are some where like they actually put a monster in it or whatever which some of them are pretty cool and um and yeah and there's like probably compilations too uh there you'll have like some kind of like ambient like mood compilations where it's like like liminal spaces or rooms that feel oddly familiar but aren't or whatever and it's just these old pictures of places from like the 90s or the 80s or early 2000s that's just like what the fuck (laughs) and i will say recently since i'm going to the philippines in april i was watching a video of um of a mall that's on the um oldest street in the philippines it's in cebu and um in it there's a there's a lunch um Cafeteria. Cafeteria. There's a cafeteria. Immediately, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I was like, whoa, this is a fucking liminal space if I've ever seen one. It looks so weird. <laughs> it, uh, I know you spend time with your family, Winslow, but we're going to need you to go on assignment and AYCA investigates <laughs> liminal <laughs> space. <spaces>. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 666. We're going to have to wait a little while. Yeah. Just make that one, you know. <laughs> and then, like, and then we just we just get like 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 a like a dirty package of white CDs, yes. and then just like we never saw Winslow again. We never saw Winslow again. This is all we have left of him. So we decided to release, and he numbered this as episode six hundred sixty six. We are at episode three hundred. So this is from the future. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> but but it's actually date mark from the past. Yeah. See, crazy. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about before everything i think we were like talking about something before i went into the, the this shit um yeah we're talking about dollar general in, in 1990s uh oh. miniseries <laughs> and now we're talking about liminal spaces oh, which is like honestly none of the things i came to the table to talk about but just <laughs> yeah, what happened I, saying, I did not come to the table to talk about any of this but we already <laughs> just went, this is why it's been so long again we forgot how to banter fuck no, oh no we, we we've been bantering well just yeah. like like our, our, our like our little our notes for banter just like have not come into the equation yet i I had a good time yeah i've missed this yeah it's like coming in with no plan just just do things just say shit i mean it's worked well for us so far a lot of good chatter so far but we're gonna take a break and come right back at you with even more aych branded banter stay tuned Welcome back, everyone. This is part two, of episode two hundred and ninety-seven, and it's your three uh, cool cat banner friends talking to you about banner things. And uh, we got more to say. Yeah. Did you know that pockies are called biscuit sticks? Yes, I knew that. I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I love that, and I love saying biscuit sticks. Biscuit sticks. Yeah, especially when I put the extra oomph on it. Just. <gasps> <laughs> see, the, see the, this is obviously an uh, audio format, but the wind-up to that looked like he was about to throw up. Yeah, I, that's exactly what it looked like. I'm like, that doesn't look good at Just all. like cheeks bursted with puke. Just like, biscuits. <laughs> I ate too many pockies. What can I say? I'm about to puke. Okay. They're good. Almond crush? Mm, delish. As someone who doesn't like almonds, that particular brand uh, pocky was actually like, this is really good. The chocolate on them was on point. I've never tried that one. Mm, pretty delish. 
So where do we go? I know we were still. I guess we were still on you, but we were just gotta. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, this is this is a free flowing circle of banner, and we were just talking about like movies. I realized like how many I haven't got to see lately, and just like I have a, my pile is just getting bigger and bigger. Because yeah, we were talking same. about Letterbox during our break, and I was like, wow, just like I haven't been seeing a lot, but I'm getting like more and more like <laughs> feedback on the stuff I have watched, like yeah. <laughs> like um. A couple of reviews I I get a lot of traction on is my review for Giver Dark Hero. Oh, nice, nice. Which nice. is which is um, basically it stars a young David Hayter, the voice of uh, Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. And you know this is like the, an American version of a Japanese like Tokusatsu adjacent property, and it's like full of, like goopy, gloppy monsters and like some really cool martial arts. My review is something to the effect of. Tired. David Hayter in the '90s was hot. Wired. I want to kiss the Guyver suit. Like, <laughs> the lights have been going up on it. Uh, the the Guyver suit's awesome. And uh, yeah, it is. And the other one is the Vice documentary on China, which like is a really well-made documentary, like China the Wrestler. But like it's a, it's a very tough watch. Yes. And uh, that yeah. my review is gets a lot of notifications on it and. And like it's worth watching, even if you haven't don't know anything about wrestling, because like she was just a, a trailblazer in wrestling, but was like manipulated literally up until her final hours. Yes, and it's it's really sad, but like it's a very sobering look of like what happens to a lot of famous people in wrestling sometimes. God, and it's fucked up to say it out loud, but fuck, she was even manipulated after the fact. <laughs> yeah, that like. Jesus fuck I swear I don't I, that guy if I ever see that guy <laughs> I he's gonna get a stern fucking talking to yeah man I don't even remember his name but yeah the guy who like like just basically shot or was like like how would it go like this was initially like China and this guy's thing but then like like Vice like acquired the rights to that stuff yeah because the, this guy originally was going to make a a documentary with China mm-hmm. and like this is his footage yeah but like the production just got more and more like ramshackle to the point where it's, he didn't even have a crew anymore it's just him with a camcorder and China yeah and like he's just like very manipulative of a person who's not in the best place and it's just sort of devolves from there but then he was such a fuck up he lost the rights to that footage and then device company who does a lot of wrestling documentaries and other documentaries and stuff they acquired the rights to it so they just repurposed that footage into their documentary mm. about china okay yeah wow. it is like it is rough like i remember uh uh myself you and jojo watched it and mm. we, we just like sat in silence for about like like 10 20 minutes like like, mm, <laughs> like we talked about it, but still, like I couldn't even. It's like we're on the subject of Letterbox. Like I couldn't even like put a star rating on it. Like it's a really good documentary, but I was just like, mm, I watched it. It's like I, how, I, how do you like I, like I say in my review, like how do you like quantify this in star ratings when you just feel like it's like I just feel like I lost a piece of my soul watching this person. Yeah, get I, I get that. Not not to drop the tenor of the show yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me, it will be dropped. A ton. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where we'll go. Also, I'll just I'll just say it. Rest in peace, China. Yeah, all right, God. The country that, still exists. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, movies and stuff, I, I just want to say 
mention real quick. Watched Elvis recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was literally, it was me, Colt, Tanner, and Riley. You know, Tanner is never unashamed whenever he talks about he likes something, but we all looked at each other and we we're like, we kind of liked it. <laughs> we were all like, okay, okay. It was pretty fun. Like, not nothing like too crazy in terms of like, you know, it's writing or it's like direction or anything. It was just, you know, it, it, I mean, there was obviously some inaccuracies about Elvis and like very much making him to be like this victim of, you know, Colonel, um, what's his name? Parker. Colonel Parker. Parker. Yeah. Um, which he very much was a victim of Colonel Tom Parker, but then also too, like Elvis himself did some like terrible fucking shit. So it's like, all right, like, let's calm down. Um, <laughs> but it was like, it was like. <laughs> it was so fucking entertaining, especially when just Austin Butler stick that whole fucking mic in his mouth. <laughs> Which JoJo found it. That actually happened. Elvis did that. That wasn't just a movie thing. It's That's fucking awesome. weird. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, God. But I, yeah, I too uh, watched Elvis. Goodness gracious. And while we're on the reviews, uh, let me say mine. I gave Elvis two stars. I'm not. It looked very, very pretty, but I was also like the fucking audacity. <laughs> I start off with 1.5 seconds. I feel like that was about the average length of a scene between cuts. That was. This was a pretty looking oh, fever dream. Yeah. Effie's review on his podcast is still the best and most accurate thing I've ever heard. Now, for reference, Effie is a professional wrestler from uh, GCW. And he also has a podcast, and I saw this clip on TikTok, and it's so accurate, so fucking mm. funny. I think he um, was um, in a different state of mind when he saw this movie, so it was the perfect movie for him. <laughs> but his friend was, like, freaking out the whole time because of, you know, like, you know, spoilers for Elvis, I guess. Have you seen it, Pat? No. <laughs> spoilers no. for Elvis. It's like, Spoiler, he, he dies? dies? <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about, like, you, you know, all the, like, I guess... The crazy, whimsical, dreamy. There is shit. like some crazy shit, yeah. And like, I know Bars Lerman. He, he he does this. This is his shtick. I haven't seen all of his movies, but I know this is yeah. what he does. But like, but, but like Effie says, he goes. His review is simply mm. just like, oh my god. It's like the core of the movie is simply all I want to do is sing gospel music and shake my wiener. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> that's basically it. Like I mean, if you know anything about Elvis's life, he, he, like it, it, like you know, getting back to my roots, you know, yeah. singing gospel. But, Shaking my cock. It's like I'll give it. It has it has some cool like shots and everything. But the, the and I also watched it with my dad, who is like one of the biggest fucking Elvis nerds I know. Yeah. And he's just fucking creaming himself over it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing, and I think he thinks that I'm laughing because I'm just like legit enjoying having a, a fine fucking time. <laughs> no, you're like, no, you're not. You're you're laughing at the movie. Yeah. How like yeah, butt fuck crazy. It, it is kind of insane. It is a pretty. Fever dream. That's what it is. It is a gorgeous fever dream. I will say, like, Baz Luhrmann, if we want to compare, like, like he, he definitely has a style. Yeah. And yeah. it's and it's definitely, like, okay. Ostentatious. Because he did it, Great Gatsby, right? Yeah, yes. he did. And, it, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, especially since it's a fun style. I mean, if we're talking, like, comparing to anybody, like, Michael Bay yeah. has a yeah, style, yeah, yeah, yeah. too. It's so fun. But I remember one review of somebody I follow, we follow um, on Letterboxd. They were, like, because they also watch, they watch Elvis, and then they watch Babylon, and they were like, Babylon is literally everything that Baz Luhrmann tries to be. And I was like, that is the most fucking accurate thing. Because Babylon is kind of like in the same vein of like, just this uh, rambunctious, audacious, just big, big fucking like, glorious like Hollywood shit. Yeah. And um, 
and I'm it was so accurate because I'm like yeah like it's like literally everything that Baz Luhrmann's been trying to do with his like movies already fit into a three hour film yeah. by Damien Chazelle which is like a way better director I really um, want to see that it's really good I need to watch La La Land I own it and I still haven't seen La La Land <laughs> <laughs> like because I've seen Whiplash if you haven't seen Whiplash Whiplash is oh fu- my fucking god I love Whiplash Whiplash is so fucking good I'm mad I don't own Whiplash at this point Oh my god! Oh god! And, and I was in band. I was in band. And now <laughs> our director was not like that psychotic, but had his moments. No, I will say had his moments. Everybody I've known that's ever done band or anything, they don't they don't necessarily have like super psychotic band directors or anything. But they're like they're like they're kind of shitty like that. <laughs> like yeah, like oh my god, yeah. It wasn't too. I mean, yeah. if, if, let's just say if. If I, if one of my band directors was that bad, uh, I would not be in band. <laughs> and yeah. I wouldn't be in school because I, I would have been expelled for attacking my teacher. Yeah, I imagine. Because <laughs> I, I remember, like, my high school had a very infamous uh, band director, and he was just like, literally everybody I knew was like, this dude is a fucking fascist. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, because I remember, I remember, like, everybody who who was there for their time was the same way there. I was like, shit. And then the band director who, uh, who came in there later around the time I was there was, um, was not any better from what I imagine. And then I think there's now another new band director who is actually a little better. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a, it's a job requirement to be, if you're going to be a high school band director, just to be a, a raging monster. <laughs> I don't understand it because, like, the art teachers and stuff will be so sweet and so kind and, like, you know, band and music's an art. No, they're just monsters. It's like, band is just the military but with music. I mean, yeah. You're not yeah. RJROGC. You're not wrong, fucker. <laughs> like, the band teachers and the CRG teachers are the same person. Like, here's, exactly, like, here's, like, every, every other student. Then here is the other segments. It's like it's like the crossover between band and JROTC. And sometimes you have fuckers who are in both. It's like that is that is the ultimate monster right there. We need to stop them. Oh, oh, wow. Why is that accurate? And how? Oh, our, our band. It's so accurate. Oh, it's very fucking accurate. Because I, I, you're pulling memories from my head. I'm like, Dude, I remember trauma like worms out of a ground. JROTC who were in band and they fucking suck. Oh man, there's one whiplash instance from my band. Like our our high school band, at least from when I was there, from like like I was in band from uh, sixth grade to, to senior year. I was mm-hmm. there the whole time. So of course we were a marching band that included marching competitions. And uh, as long as Doctor, um, I'll just call him Doctor D here. I won't drop his full name, but he, as the head band director of our high school, that place was covered in gold medals trophies fucking everything there was a method to the man's madness and god we were worked like the fucking military i'm talking band camp not like fucking american pie not at fucking all and like it, it definitely is oh not god, band was also at fucking noon so you had to march and then go back to fucking I, class baby. i remember everybody i knew who was in band i remember them like they were always like so fucking tired and like the way they talked about it too like there was like I was about to say, like, it's definitely not like that because everybody who I know who's ever been band camp or who does band practice, they are, like, 
they are worked to the fucking bone. Yeah. It's insane. Like, but this, this one instance, it was, we were at a football game. The next day we had a marching competition. Uh, we had black and blue uniforms. We had to wear a black or a very dark, only in an emergency if you didn't have one, a navy blue shirt underneath your uniform. No, no bright colors, no nothing like that. We get done doing the show, and then <laughs> Dr. D gets on the megaphone and goes, All right. It's like, all right, y'all, as y'all know, we have a marching competition tomorrow. This isn't for just a show. This is for actual awards and stuff, okay? So we have to be tip-top ready to go. Now, before tomorrow's show, I have to ask, what color shirt do you wear under your uniform? And we all fucking scream black. I got to get away from the mic for this one. He fucking, like, beelines to this one kid. He was wearing a red shirt under his uniform. Gets right in his fucking face. What color is your shirt? What color is that shirt? And oh my god, we were all fucking terrified. <laughs> it's like it's like band instructors are, are are like allowed by the state to be to like appease children. Like I was just like fuck me. And 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 here's the thing. Like I didn't get it from him, but I wore a navy blue shirt one time. But I forgot it had a fucking logo. Like off center, like on the back side, right? It had like a like a I don't know, like a UK flag or some shit on it. And I just fucking forgot. Yeah. And then my fucking director, my section director is just like, and I and I shit you know these were words that came out of his mouth. He goes, "You need to be bitch slapped right now." I was like, "Wait, excuse the fuck out of me? What?" He goes, "Do you not know what shirt you wearing?" Yeah, no, it's blue. I'm like, look at the back. I'm like. Well, fuck! I legit forgot about that. Well, all I got to do is turn it inside out. Can I do that at least? And like, I fucking ran to the bathroom and just turned it inside out. It's like, boom, problem solved. That is We're ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I would hit somebody with an instrument. <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been a pro- I guess like because our the coats on the uniforms they're like so short that like especially for like us I, I play too. But when you like raise your instrument, that coat is coming up. Especially all the horn instruments when you bring it up. Yeah, all the jackets come up and. I mean, yeah, a bright red shirt's going to pop out, but Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm pretty sure that kid cried. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, I, would, I was just like, man, Dr. D, just just, just, mm, just throw him a shirt. Just <laughs> don't because, make him cry. <laughs> because at a certain point, whenever I was in high school, you know, I was, I was in JROTC, and I was in, uh, like, other, like, classes where, like, if the – if I, I tried to be nice, but on like it got to the point where like if I just did not agree with what the teacher was saying or whatever, especially like in JROTC, I was just like, I was just like, no, like mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm I'm just I I'm not gonna you know I I'm not gonna put up with it because like mm-hmm. I was I was just like I'm fucking this this is stupid I don't understand and you can't make me understand so fuck you yeah. <laughs> like oh man I don't believe in your ideals. Mr. Soldier Man, with that fake gun, you make us twirl around. What is that from? No, I just came up with it. That's, isn't that uh, ROTC? You just like, you have fake guns and you... <laughs> no, I, that was just like a, that Cannon Guy original. I just, I, <laughs> it's like, yeah, what you don't know is when Cannon was in high school, he was actually kind of Dusty Rhodes. It, yeah, baby, look yeah, at they, you in your black uniform, twirling your gun around, baby. Hard times, your toes aren't in order, the band marks is better than you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they have uh, they have the fucking um, color guard has those f- fake rifles, mm-hmm. but they're like, but the thing is, is, like they're fake, but they're like 
heavy. They look like, real dumb. Yeah, because you're like <laughs> flinging these 50-pound like sticks of wood in the air and like, no one gets like, their all brain knocked out. There's, I think there's me- even metal components, but you can't do anything with it. Because of the, the, the action as well, the shot. Yeah, and then there's also, too, like, um, they do have like BB guns for like the fucking... Um, Wait... Like the salute. Wait. No, 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 no. It's, no. it's for the um <laughs> the twenty one gun salute. Fuck off. No, no, not that, not that. No, no. It's for like um competitions and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. You know, because you know they like in uh in the Olympics and stuff. They all have people that like shoot and stuff. Yeah. So, so it's kind of it's like that. It's like for like competitions for like the JRTC meets and stuff like that for like shooting competitions. Yeah. Okay. I I I, I swear my brain went right to where Pat's was like a fucking no, like, good. twenty one gun salute with a fucking you pellet shoot, gun. You shoot like, <laughs> Fire! 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 And Birds it, dying left and right. And, and, there's, and there's like one kid just like, just bumping the fuck out of the vehicle. It's like, this one's about to break the skin, God, brother. What if it was like one of the fucking ones that was just a single shot? It's like, fire! It clearly was all its effect. Like some Red Rider BB gun shit. Like, you remember, like, the pistol versions of the BB guns? Uh, yeah. You had to, like, pull that little lever down. You had to pull that all the way back. Then you had to push it all the way back in and then fire and then do that shit all over again. <laughs> yeah, see, the, the, the difference with growing up in the South, they didn't they didn't always give you BB guns. They just gave you real guns. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. But all I wanted was, like, you know, a semi auto BB gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <laughs> It's like an LMG, but it's got fucking BBs in it. Well, to be, I mean, I got one. Like, I got a fucking, um, you know, airsoft is like a huge thing. Um, and I got, I remember because I wanted it, but like, I I wasn't fucking thinking because it shot metal fucking BBs. I'm like, who the fuck could I use this for? Jesus. But we bought it, and uh, let me tell you, it was it was like styled in the shape of a fucking of a Glock. (laughs) <laughs> and it looked like a real fucking gun, and it weighed like pretty heavy too, because it uses uh, CO two, mm-hmm. and um, the um, the the slide, the action is like metal. Yeah. The only thing that was polymer was the grip. That's it. So it like weighed like a real gun, and um, I mean, it was like it was fun to shoot, but goddamn, like, why do they make this stuff? Like, what's the point? It's like it's just practice firearms. For yeah, I, w- I will say though, I remember I eventually though I'd end up getting a bow. Um, and bow and arrow, and that was actually fun. I like bows. I like oh, bow and I I always hurt my fucking hand. I know I'm doing it wrong, but I guess I'll never figure out how to do it right. To shoot a bow? Yeah. How do you hurt your hand? Well, like, I wasn't doing it, like, with that little mechanism. I had my legit fingers. I guess I wasn't, like, letting go fast enough or something. Yeah, that's shit. how I did it. I never hurt. I never hurt my hand. Well, to be fair, the bow that I had had, like, it was so fucking tight. I don't know if it's all bows, but, like, it would always hit my fucking arm. And it would like it would leave a bruise. Yeah, because oh, like the string come back. You, you gotta have the oh, yeah, little yeah. guard on the, yeah. to protect your forearm. And like honestly, they, they got little guards for like your pulling fingers too. Yeah, they got yeah. those too. Which I will say, what if I told you I found out I'm actually really good with the bow and arrow? I mean, that's cool. I, I just go shoot. <laughs> Wenzel is really yeah, I mean, I want, You know how bad I want to go to a fucking range and pop some off? Like seriously, it, like I want. I was like, I'm not. Yeah. I've always wanted to just go to a range, whether it be bow, guns, it doesn't matter. Let's go. It's so fucking fun. Oh, David Busters has a fucking game. Speaking of stuff, <laughs> 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 they, they have an axe throwing game that's the coolest thing ever. I and I'm like, like, man, I want to throw axes now. Like, this is so cool. I, mean, I know there's an axe throwing place in town, but every time I, I get the, the inkling to go, I'll just remember that video of the girl 
threw an act that bounced off the wall and flew back at her no, head. That, see, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I know my luck is some is some bullshit like that. As much as I want to go in there, I'm not going in. Yeah, there. I'll, I'll sit to the VR extra and thank you. Yeah, yeah. for real. J- just for like my uncoordinated ass. That being said, do y'all want to go like uh, let's do a partnership and start a rage room? I think we would make all the money in the world. <laughs> have a rage room in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, I think yeah, that would make a. Just, just have like a bunch of dinner plates people can smash. Like I'm talking, we go get like busted ass fucking like TVs and shit from like places, all kinds of shit. Cheap furniture. Cheap furniture. Oh my god, we could literally buy garbage and make so much money off this rage room. Yeah, I mean, you, everyone walks in, you know, signs a waiver, and they just give you like safety goggles yeah. and a sledgehammer. All, all the safety stuff, you sign that waiver, yeah. Like everybody in Tuscaloosa, all they can do is just you know drink, watch football, or go hunting. But so you they, are not coming into the rage room inebriated. No, no not no, coming no, no, into no. the rage room inebriated. We, we no, have a no, breathalyzer no. that descends from the ceiling. Yep, you can only come in angry. I mean, you can expel your rage, but you cannot be intoxicated or inebriated in any way. Yes. Yeah, because we're smart. Yes, and you know, be uh, have a uh, 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 passing COVID test. Yes, <laughs> but but just due to the location in town, we will be beset on both sides of our building by bars. <laughs> <laughs> because the at throwing store in town is surrounded by bars. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's uh, like smack in the middle of that's downtown. That's fucking stupid. I mean, <laughs> you could drink there. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. That's so stupid. <laughs> but they're just like, by God, you crossed that red line. You better sober the fuck up. For real. Like, like the alcohol just gets jettisoned like, out of their pores. Like, Who the fuck thought, like, oh yeah, let's just get... <laughs> oh well, well, probably it's more, it's more likely it's just like they wanted to open the store and... That's the only front storefront that Not was open. That. I'm saying, who the fuck still serves drinks in an axe throwing place? I, I honestly think because like uh, you I, can't I, open the building in this town unless you got a liquor license. <laughs> kind of, yeah, that is true. Oh, all right, hear me out. <clears throat> hear me out, and I think it'll be safer for everybody involved. Ninja stars, like throwing <laughs> stars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're guaranteed to stick. They're probably not going to bounce back at you. And if they do hit you, I mean, the most that could happen is what? You lose an eye? Yeah. I mean, you can lose a whole face with an axe coming back at you. Yeah. I've never well, seen that clip. Or but, death. <laughs> but literally, that is the reason why I will not go in there. I'm scared that it's going to hit, like, the fucking dull side and come smack back at me somehow. So, and it just, it, no. It just doesn't make any fucking sense for physics. Like, if I'm throwing it really hard, it should fucking go through. It should be bouncing back. It, it does. And, I'm, and I always just about shit my pants every time. But if, if, but honestly, I like the idea. TM TM TM. AYCA's open. Shuriken Studios, where we just you just throw just fling ninja stars and kunai knives at the wall. Just you just lean into it, and somehow JoJo's already the top player on the wall. <laughs> but somehow more of their stars have hit other parts of the building. <laughs> it's like it's like people just think that the random ninja stars in the wall is just decoration. No 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> Those are just the miss shots. <laughs> Um, Man, we got some good ideas brewing here. Yeah, we can fill some pockets soon. Mm. I mean, we just we just lean into the weave crowd. I, going, but going back to movie talk, though, I should mention I also uh, once before we watched Elvis, we watched. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got from Elvis to this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I watched uh, a Triangle of Sadness, 2022's Triangle of Sadness, and it was so fucking good. Um, but what was crazy though is uh, so we were sitting there. And, like, Riley's trying to talk, and Colt just out of nowhere just fucking screams like one of the actresses is actually fucking dead. 
So yeah, I heard about that. So yeah, so in the movie there is an actress, uh, Charles B. Dean. She's like one of the main, like she's the female lead. And Colt was just like, this actress is actually dead. <laughs> and it's and Colt Tanner Tanner was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. like like no, she died August 29th, twenty twenty two. She died from fucking um, what is it? Um, unexpected illness. Uh, and I think I, I think Colt looked up. It was like sepsis or something. Oh, sepsis. Shit. Yeah, like it was like yeah, and um, yeah, she died. And uh, watching the movie, like we have like we like, she had to have died from like filming that that movie because like I don't know, it was just it was wild. But anyway, uh, so rest in peace, Charlie Dean. Yeah, um, R.I.P. Because yeah, yeah she was thirty two. <clears throat> like, and this is like the last movie we will ever see her in. Um, mm. but fucking awesome. Like, uh, Ruben Oslin, that's who directed it. Everybody was fucking just laughing. It was so funny, so disgusting. I heard. I heard it's a it's a it's a kind of a gross out movie. Yeah, and like the last scene was so fucking good. The music in it was crazy good too. Um, it's coming to a Criterion. I'm really excited. I have to pick it up. Um, just a great cover. Yeah, it was a fantastic film, and I'm I'm I wish we'd have seen it in theaters. But I'm glad we we got to watch it. Highly recommend it for you guys to watch if you get a chance. Because um, Jojo and I were with them at, at, earlier that afternoon for uh, a movie day. We got to watch Bell together, the yeah, animated Bell. movie, yep. anime movie by Mamoru Hosoda, and um, that's a great movie. Basically. Um, in, in, in the near future in Japan, there's like this super in-depth VR internet world where people can like create profiles and just live in this virtual world. Mm-hmm. And this very shy girl like assumes this new identity, and since she's like a, a tremendously skilled singer, and she be- instantly becomes like this you know worldwide phenomenon. But like no one knows who she is; they just know like she's this you know mysterious singer. They don't know her personal name. Yeah. And then, and it just sort of deals with like her personal life, her like in uh, virtual life and like this embroiling mystery with like this bestial uh, inhabitant of of this sort of virtual reality world, and they're like coming together. It's basically Beauty and the Beast, but in the Matrix. It, yeah, it's a retelling of Beauty and the Beast with like some really like with, I would say even more darker themes because it takes like a really dark turn towards like towards like the middle and like end of the film it's really good it actually um it was actually one of the animated films that i can't remember what film festival but it got like a standing like ovation of people just standing up and clapping and the music the original music in it's good too yeah the director most of his stuff explores like virtual reality and sci-fi like concepts and stuff like he did uh, the first digimon movie he did summer wars like there's like a very similar like train or, or theme with his movies and those are like some of his most famous ones yeah and, and this was this is really good in my opinion well that might have to be <clears throat> bumped up to the top of the list because i was trying to make a, a master list of all the movies i own that I haven't seen and that's one of them yeah i, I know because i remember pat telling us you had the steelbook i i bought the steelbook nice. too because it was like it was so good and i was like i don't want to miss out on this because no. everywhere i saw it was just sold out sold out sold out i'm like Fuck, I need to get it. So I got the Target one. Hell yeah, that's where I got it. Well, yeah. it was a Target exclusive shit. Yeah, yeah, it was a Target exclusive. Yeah, I, re- I really recommend mm-hmm. it. It was so good. And then Triangle Sadness, for anybody wondering, it's about, it follows two um, models. Uh, um, who are they played by? Char- you know, I said earlier, Charlie, Charlie B. Dean and Harris Dickinson, they play Carl and Yaya, and they go onto this, onto this um, yacht uh, to spend, like, this whole, like, luxury cruise. Um... And then uh, amongst these, like, 
super rich passengers and stuff and kind of like uh, exploring them and everything. And then um, it, it kind of takes like a turn for the worse because the yacht ends up crashing um, and they get stranded on an island. And it's really funny and really good. I, I will say that. Um, there's, a, there's a very good scene from the very beginning of the film with, uh, with our main uh, male character who is like they're like it's for models and stuff and they're like oh well how will you you know pose for like Balenciaga it's like super serious H and M and then it's it's really good look it up okay. but um yeah I, I recommend checking that out hell yeah hell yeah also too saw in fucking Infinity Pool earlier oh yeah in January with Colt um yeah first like five like first few like I don't want to say five minutes for like we get piss and we get cum. Not a bit. <laughs> and also, um, Alexander Skarsgård on a doggy leash. Yeah. And on, and watching, too, the movie, it's like, well, now that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I recommend Infinity Pool as well. Hell, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly curious about that one. Hell, I own X and Pearl. Still haven't watched either of those starring <laughs> Mia Goth. Yeah, and well. Infinity Pool's by Brandon Cronenberg, you know, the son. So, like, it has all that Cronenberg... Um, like yeah. I, I will say, like David Cronenberg and Brandon Cronenberg, uh, both of them have their own styles. Even though it's like the same with like practical effects of like you know body horror, it's different. Like, yeah, they're both fucked up. Yeah, David Cronenberg is more like um, like internal like stuff erupting, like more like um, that kind of body horror. And then with uh, Brandon, it's more like violence mm-hmm. against the body. Like if because uh, I I know Wendell Lightson. Have you seen Possessor? I have not seen Possessor. Possessor is good. It. It's intense. It, it's really intense. I like Possessor more than um, Infinity Pool. Uh, as for me, I haven't got to see as many movies I liked as I said earlier. Uh, I got to watch the first Yurisei Yatsura movie, uh, which is the moody movie adaptation of the classic Rimiko Takahashi manga Yurisei Yatsura, and I was pretty impressed for liking it for like an eighties. And the movie, obviously not from the 80s, is somehow, like, lesser than, but, like, just to see, like, just early anime movie was, like, pretty impressive of, like, with its direction and animation, because even though Yurisa Yatsura is about this alien princess that comes to Earth and, like, falls in love with just, like, this really unpleasant, just, like, jackass of a guy, it's, like, she sees something in him that no one else in the world does, and, like, it's sort of like their crazy, wacky adventures. Real life, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) And, and this involves uh, him not realizing as a child betrothing himself to another alien princess, and then she comes back to get him, and then it's, like, uh, Lum, the alien princess from the, the series, has to go into space to get her herself styled fiance back from this other alien princess, and for and in the original series, it's like a low sci-fi. You know, it's like little spaceships and stuff, and like alien characters. But like this movie really leans into like some space opera, like setting a lot of really cool like space ships designs and like space warfare, and and it's all kind of blended together in this like it was like this silly like anime comedy and you're just like wow they really went all out with this like movie but when you look at the director who made it it was um uh mamaru oishi which oh. is like he's a very well-known animated movie yeah. director and for those who don't know he made like the ghost in the shell movies angel oh, egg pat labor and like he's a very well-known there's anime a, director there's a full 
link. There's a full um, video, or not full video. Somebody, there's a full version of Angel's Egg on YouTube. Go watch it. I know the quality's kind of bad, but watch it. Like, like for free. free. And uh, Mama Ruishi, he also did the second um, USA Yachts for movie, which is considered by most fans to be the best movie, but also it's the most divergent from the source material. Mm-hmm. But so, so I know uh, Rumiko Takahashi, she said she's not as much of a fan of that one because it's so divergent. But like most like viewers and fans of the series, they really like just because like the animation quality is just so superlative in the movie. Mm-hmm. So there, there are six Yurisei Yatsura movies that so I plan to sort of make my way through them in time. Uh, rewatch Wakanda Forever. Um, my boyfriend and I, we watched that together. It was his first time seeing it. Oh, wow. But the funny thing was he kept asking me what would happen in the movie? It's like, baby, who dies? Baby, who does this? It's like, but if you just wait 10 more minutes, you'll find out for yourself. <laughs> and uh, it, it was really good. Uh, it's the fun to rewatch that. And I, I just, I said it the first time, as nice as the movie looks, I just wish the underwater parts in Talakan and like Namor's hometown, it's like, I wish it was brighter. It's so dark, I can't see anything. Yeah, you know, I don't know how to... I don't know what's the approach to that because, like, every time for, like, show, filming, like, underwater, like, cities or whatever, they really want to keep to, like, the fact that it's underwater. It's not, like, regular, like, surface. But, like, because it's so deep underwater, they're like, we just got to keep it super fucking dark. Yeah, know? it's more rules. Like, the, the, the dude build a sun uh, for yeah, his people say, and, brought, like, it's still dark as fuck. He brought the sun to Talukan, like, okay. It's, okay. Yeah, turn the fucking light on, my man. <laughs> like, <what the> <laughs> 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 Absolutely. And, and <laughs> I mean, what else can I say? It's, I get it, you're underwater, but also, like, this is fucking fake. Yeah. I mean, there's literally a Aztec Mayan uh, dude with wings on his feet. You can turn on a few more light bulbs in this underwater scene. Well, I mean, come on. That could happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like people are showing like clips from the new Ant-Man movie, and it's just like, you, you see regular pictures without the color graded. Hey, that looks fine. And then you show like the other clips, and it's like, why is it like three times darker for no reason? <laughs> I'm actually excited for the Ant-Man. Uh, we were going to, we were obviously going to watch it uh, for its premiere, but, you know, Colt got sick, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see Kang. I want to see what's going yeah, on. I want to see it too. And like, yeah. I've already like heard theories about like what's going on. Like, and I'm just like, God damn, I need to see it. And because I keep seeing also like these little creatures and characters from the movie that I'm just like, I need to fucking see that. <laughs> oh, speaking to creatures and characters, I, I have, have y'all been seeing that one out of context picture of Modoc that's supposedly in the movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is like, I, I'm what okay, obviously I haven't seen it, so I, I wasn't sure if it was real because what I know of the movie already, that dude's head that's just a dude, bald headed dad dude with like EDB arms and legs poking out, that's not the actor who's playing Modoc in the movie. Like spoilers, this is this is in the most recent trailer. Modoc in the movie is Yellow Jacket from the first yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard, and I'm just like, huh. So, like, yeah. he survived, but, like, the the very, like, gawky-looking Modoc uh, from that clip, that's, that picture that's going around, that's not Corey Stroll. That's just another guy. I mean, I know this is, like, multiverse shit, so I don't know if that's just a different Modoc. But, plus, the Modoc in the movie is supposed to be, like, Corey Stroll's head on, like, a projected, like, TV screen or something. 
So like it's a very different one. So I don't know if that's just a different character or a different Modok, well, but well, just like it has to be because do you remember what happens to Yellow Jacket at the end of Ant Man? Yeah, he gets sucked into a hole yeah. like. Well, yeah, yeah, like he gets like like compressed and stuff. So like, uh-huh. so like whenever he like gets all compressed and stuff, it kind of makes sense that he's his big head and these little arms. But at the same time, like that's that, I know what Corey we, Stroll is like. That's not him. Yeah, that yeah, does yeah, not yeah. look like him at but all. But like, to, but to be fair, I'm like, I'm like, do we have to do it that way? I mean, I, I get it, I get it. Like, no, Modok's already a really weird looking character. So like, I don't know how you can do that character and not make him like weird or silly looking. But also like, it's kind of low key ugly erasure because like <laughs> that picture is just a fucking yeah. dude. It's not like all like. <laughs> Like, like gnarled said, up. Yeah, like Modoc's always had like kind of like like pronounced features, like almost like distinct lines, almost kind of like Thanos, but not exactly. You know what I mean? No, he he has a very like he's a square-headed individual. He, he, he's not like like this is clearly like you said a guy projected to be very large <laughs> onto a body, and it's just like it's just a dude with yeah. a big head. Like that's it. And, remember, and it's different from that content art that went around, too. It kind of looked like a, a Shimagami Tensei character. He looked like a fucking robot, which yeah. is like... Which I know people were saying that sucked, but, I mean, it's it's better than whatever that it's was. It's like Modoc in an Iron Man suit, almost. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I feel... I know I'll, I'll see it eventually, but, like, if this is supposed to be the start of Phase 5... It, I know a lot of people are like, this is a weird way to start it. And, like, I've also, I've been kind of living for all the Spy Kid 3, like, memes that's come out of the movie. I, I did not know there were any, but I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because, like, um, the, the kids in Spy Kid, the boys wearing red, the girls wearing yellow, and Ant-Man's wearing red, the Wasp is wearing yellow, yeah. and the bad guy is a evil dude with a big projected head, itty bitty arms and legs, like in <laughs> uh, Shark Boy and Lava, Lava Girl. Girl yeah. And then it's like, wow. <laughs> George Lopez. <laughs> George Lopez. That was George Lopez. Uh, that reminds me, too. Speaking of that, I didn't know. Like, I knew that they got a different actress, but it's so fucking weird for – because in Endgame, you know, they had the actress who played um, Ant-Man's daughter aged up, and then they got a new actress, which is who now plays uh, her, his daughter now. But the thing is, is what I think is really shitty and crazy is that the girl who plays his daughter in Endgame – did not know that she was being recasted literally until the movie, like the movie came out or whatever, where it was just like, it was like, they were like, oh yeah, you're not going to play her anymore. Like did not know, like found out through Twitter. That's how she fucking <laughs> wow. found out. That's usually how it happens. And it was just like, what the fuck? That's absolutely shitty. And it was to me, shitty. like it seemed like too big of a time jump. Like she, she seems like a little girl in the first Ant-Man. I feel like even with like wibbly wobbly post snap, like, it shouldn't be, like, that much time. It was like she went from little girl to, like, a college student. Which I, I do think the actress that they have now still looks still looks younger than the one they had for Endgame. Like, they should have either, like, got her originally or du- just doubled down. Yeah. Because I, I do think that, like, this the woman or the girl who they got playing Endgame was, like, they could have, like, done a, a very heartfelt, emotional job with her. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what the 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 time for the blip? What was that? Five years? Yeah. yeah five, okay. And then how much time is passed on top of that? Because it's moving in real world time. Like it's still 
it's still, I don't know, the, the fucking MCU timeline doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> don't ask me to explain it. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to try to. Here we go. So. <laughs> through six hour video explaining MCU. No, God, in no. In the beginning of the universe, there were six stones. Yeah. And then Blade. Right? Blade. First, we got to go all the way to the beginning. Blade came out and it was a smashing success. And then the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. And then now there's going to be a new Blade and it's not going to be bloody enough. Not gonna be bloody enough, and apparently, um, it's gonna suck balls because uh, Stephen fucking Dorf's not in it. Jesus Christ, that <laughs> man's on some shit again. Have y'all seen that? No. Like God, I, I forgot what um what comic book movie he was a uh, trash talking uh last week or a couple weeks ago, but you know stars of such you know things as you know Blade and you know Blue E Sig commercials. You know, like, because I know, like, a couple years ago, he was just like, oh, MCU movies, all of them are dog garbage. It's like, I'm embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson for doing trash like this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, what have you been doing lately? <laughs> Straight to DVD, like, Christian and war movies. About that's to, about it. I was about to like, say, like, dollar general movies. That's Pat. right. That's <laughs> fucking like, right. Like, I mean, to be like, yeah, these, like, these people are making movies that are in Walmart, Target, but Best yeah, Buy, you, making, like, Not millions, so much at Target anymore because they're getting rid of them. <laughs> Zoe Saldana, Saldana has made like billions, has had to have made billions of dollars because literally she's in two billion yeah. dollar worth movies. Because she's in two of the highest grossing films of all she's time. She's in the in, Avatar it, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And then that also. And, uh, in, well, Endgame. Yeah. yeah. And Endgame. Like, but then it all feeds into, you know, yeah. just the Marvel Universe in general. So it's just like she's making like so much fucking money. Like, How much was she charged on Cameo? I don't know. Ten yeah, grand. How- <laughs> <laughs> like Jeremy Piven money. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy Piven's asking for ten fucking grand. What, what, what was it like? Van, uh, Vanilla Ice charged like thirty thousand dollars or some shit. I think thirty grand for a business cameo, a teacher's salary, year salary for a goddamn business <laughs> cameo. Jesus Christ, um, that, that that's crazy. Yeah, it's so fucking. And not to say that like you know just because you make tons of money means you have like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah leeway yeah. or anything. It's just like, like look at. Look at them and look at you. I mean, yeah, it's like I think it sounds like it's just sour grapes. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like the he didn't pop off like the other people did. It's like sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like literally, like I think the late like to be fair, I suppose. Uh, I think the last like major thing he did, he was a star of the True Detective season three, which yeah. I still oh. haven't seen, wow. but. But I, yeah. I, I have heard of rumblings of what season four will be. They're making a four? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, the, apparently, the the caper is the two, the, the two detectives, whoever they are, they go up to, gosh, like Alaska somewhere. Okay. And they're basically getting into like the di- disappearances around the research station set in the Arctic Circle. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I will say, I've always wanted to watch the first season. Just Yeah, just because, you know, Woody Harrelson. Matthew McConaughey, but then also too, it, it, it utilizes the fucking um, the King in Yellow. Mm, yeah. Like I'm like I'm like I'm, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> Wenzel, that show is fantastic. You throw back to uh, early day art house when we started. <laughs> yeah, we started that show what about two years ago now? Still haven't finished <laughs> at least. Probably no, going I've on finished, three. I've watched it about three times. Like the first season, you know, self contained story. It's only like eight episodes, I think. But God fucking damn it. It was legitimately some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. And I, I, God, I want that. Like, there's like a steel book of just that season that is like 
hella overpriced because it's out of print right now. But goddamn it, I would love to have. I just love. That. I, like I wish we had more like detective stuff with like Lovecraftian themes. Yeah. I love that. And you know what? I think season two got a bad rap just because of how fucking like great season. I think it was like kind of overshadowed by its like awesomeness because I didn't think season two was bad and it got pooped on like drastically. Yeah. Like people shat all over that fucking season. I was just like, it's not that bad. It's just a different story. Like, yeah. Cause like I knew what like the, is... with the first one, the, the, the dude wrote it for like, I don't know, 10 years or something like a really, really? long time. Well, I don't know if 10 years, but like he spent a significantly more amount of time fine tuning and crafting the first season story. Then like, Obviously, it blew up so well. People were like, we need a season two. So, like, the turnaround time for the next story was much shorter. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it was, it was a, like the next year, right? It was a pretty, it was pretty quick. And then season three was like, you know, they had more time between production, so like, it was a much better, much more better received series. <laughs> I love seeing out of context clips where Woody Harrelson is just talking to Matthew McConaughey. He's like, I swear to God, if you say any like just crazy shit again. Like, <laughs> and then Matthew McConaughey immediately, like, he's like, he asked him, like, how'd you sleep? Like, I don't sleep. I dream. You stop talking about, like, you're living in some, like, some person's memory of a town. It's like, I'm just sick of your weird, just stop saying weird shit, okay? I love that. Like, uh, their dynamic, I live for their fucking shit in that show. I, I'm very, like, I'm very curious because I, I think, you know, Matthew McConaughey, and Woody Harrelson are two great actors, and like, mm-hmm. especially for the roles that they're playing, I'm like, I'm very fascinated by that. Yeah. Like, the car is a place of quiet reflection. Yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, uh, I thought you wanted me to talk. Yeah, now I'm begging you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That show is so fun. Highly recommend Winslow. Oh my god! Hell yeah! But um, we'll finish it someday. I someday. <laughs> Add it to the list. And the Shield. God, two cop dramas we started and didn't finish. Like, <laughs> now the Shield significantly longer than and like a, a, a significantly different type of yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like it's fun, but it's not. It's not true detective, but yeah, like yeah. you know, it's it, it has its own charm. Yeah, <laughs> especially how just how just. Just morose, just, just like debilitatingly, just like dramatic moment, and then da, 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 da. it just cuts, <laughs> hard cuts to like a silly ass theme song. Like the emotional whiplash is incredible. Like there's this one episode where like an an older black woman walks into the police station and she just gives like there's like all these people going around and she just like she just gets fed up at waiting. She's like, listen here, and she just goes on this like diatribe, just dresses them all down, and everybody just like. Well, shit, and then <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking hate. God, she that's a fucking powerful scene too. She lets them have it. They they pull this lady out of nowhere, and she just gave a performance of a lifetime, and then that's she now see it again on the rest of the episode. It's just for that opening that segment. You never saw her again. <laughs> God, um, I will say some of the shows I have been watching now that I'm. You know, spending a lot more time with my boyfriend because he's from El Salvador and they have a lot of like Spanish language channels, and it, it the the difference between like um, obviously a lot of these Spanish language channels they're made from Mexi- made in Mexico because that's like the big broadcasting uh, corporation over there, but just the difference between American TV and Mexican TV or a lot of Spanish language TV is really jarring because a lot of their sitcoms are like 
very like wacky and like slapsticky. How like there's this one show, um, Una Familia de Diaz, our, our uh, the ten of us. Mm-hmm. It's like ten people or technically twelve living in one apartment. The grandpa does all the work and everybody else just sort of fucks around. And it's just like wacky shit happening. Like obviously, like sitcoms wacky, but just like just comical, cool, like live action cartoons levels of like pratfall and like goofiness. Like there was one, there's one episode where all the family wanted to go to the World Cup. It's like no, we're too broke, we can't go to the World Cup. So they just like take his money and buy a foosball table, and they have their own World Cup. And they're just like <laughs> okay. the different family members are teaming up to be the different world countries. They deck out the whole house, and then at the end when they're at the finals, like. One of the sons like ha- slips on a ball and flips end over end, and smashes the foosball table, <laughs> okay. and it's like you fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck up. Okay. And like, like it's it's very that it's like a live action cartoon because like we're like big bright outfits and are just like even someone like me who has a very like rudimentary understanding of Spanish is just like I get all the bits because they're just so larger than life and exaggerated with everything they do so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun just to watch like how honestly how wacky it is yeah and how and like he'll like watch like some like our sitcoms from americans it's like it's just not the same <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i i will say like sorry going back to like movies you know you talked about like not being able to see movies and like there's there's like so many that have like finally released now on streaming services or they're coming out and like not only that, like my own personal fucking collection, because like I I I made a list on my litter box of like I was like fuck it, I want to try to watch all of my fucking physical Criterion, just, like as a challenge because I have a challenge. My challenge this year is to watch 150 movies, and uh, I want to try to watch my Criterions, and I currently have like uh, 38, 38 and watch Criterion Damn, movies. Nice out of um. I don't have a list of that. Never mind. Oh, anyway, there's so many criteria. I, I have so many criterions. Um, well, actually, I do have a list of that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> 55. I have 55 criterion films physically. So I have 38 that I haven't watched. I want to try to watch those. And, um, and yeah, and, like, um, I had a fucking thought. Now, I don't remember it. Okay. I thought you were about to, like, give the number of, like, exact number of Criterion films. Like, fuck, that's a lot of them. Well, I did make a list of, like, so... Every I, Criterion, all 1,000 <laughs> plus I, of I them. I broke down a list of, like, the Criterion movies I want to... I own, the ones on the channel, my channel list, and then my rewatches. Because there's some of them I want to rewatch, and some of them... And, like, that's not everything. Because there's no way I can fucking re... I, there's no way in hell I could ever rewatch Come and See. <laughs> it, it is too brutal and too sad. No God. way. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I, that's like a personal challenge I, want, I wanted to mention. I like, I really, really excited to just like, if I can, just to sit down and watch these ones I own, and then also too all the films that are coming to streaming. Like, there's, there's, um, like Colt recently told me like Piggy is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just one film about a donkey. It's called EO. It's coming to. It's all. It's actually coming to a Criterion as well. Just so, there's so many, and like, it's just like finding the time, and then like, also too, I was looking at because me. And, Pat, we're talking about like movies that are coming out, out, and um, I was looking. I was like, man, I don't fucking know what movies are coming out. And so I like I took a look and like you know, um, Shazam comes out in March. Mm-hmm. Um, Fast X cam- comes out in May. Mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear comes out soon. Mm-hmm. Scream, mm-hmm. Uh, and then Creed three comes out in March third. Which that made me realize like I need to watch the Creed movies. 
Like I've seen the first one. I and didn't like, see the second one. I, I love that all the, the, the talk for Creed 3 has been really like, yeah, this movie is anime as fuck. Yes. It yeah. Is, because is. in case you don't know, Michael B. Jordan is an enormous weeb. And, and, from what, and from what I understand, too, people who have seen it already... The, the newest one, they're like the anime references are so fucking hard. <laughs> they're like they're right there. It's and just like, it, like yeah. Michael B. Jordan, he's directing it too, right? Yeah, really? Yeah. I yep. didn't know that. Yeah, people were like, whole like it was a really good directorial debut from him. What, from what I understand, from the people I know, and I, I need to go back and watch the the two Creep movies. I haven't seen those yet. Yeah. yeah, the first one is fucking solid. I've uh, I have not seen the second one yet. I saw a Creed movie before I saw my first Rocky movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only Rocky I've seen is four. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, like that's like quintessential Rocky, so like yeah. you, you get the gist. I think I've only seen Rambo. <laughs> I've only seen uh, literally the one just called Rambo. I've seen all of the Rambo films. I haven't seen any Rockies, so <laughs> that says anything. I, I yeah, saw, watch him before he takes the robot out. I saw, I saw a post. It was like somebody had bought like the VHS collection of uh, the first five Rocky movies. The only ones that were opened were like one, three, and four. Two and five were still in the sealed packaging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, speaking of like shit, just shit. Uh, there was there's one movie that's like I don't know if it's I think it's. Okay, it's coming out soon. It's called Jesus Revolution. Jesus Revolution. I've heard the name. I know nothing. I about watched. It. I somehow just caught the trailer because ads are a bitch, and it's about during the fucking um, '60s, and they're like, "There's an entire young generation that's just just needs God," <laughs> and it's just like this whole fucking thing about like this guy who was like trying to, I guess convert the entire 60s like era or some shit it looks so a tall stupid. order it's like like the beginning of the mega church era or some shit you know it might be but they probably won't say that in the film they'll probably be like no they need jesus <laughs> anyway um there's also this one film that i'm kind of mad is still in fucking theaters it's called 80 for brady <laughs> <laughs> it's about fucking old 80 ass women who love the patriots and tom brady and then, um, and then they like all those women are like great accomplished actors, and just like why are they doing this goofy ass like I, movie? No is it is it that movie actually doing well right now? I mean, I'm, people I, love doing some football. Let me tell or you. Or like they like as like a lot of the older uh, movie people just like, hey, I really love Jane Fonda. Yeah, because uh, like you know all those all the women are like, hey, they're they've been in Hollywood for years, and like uh, I guess this is like this is their little like fun old person movie i mean whatever i will say movies that i actually do want to see that are out when i get a chance is knock at the cabin yeah like i really want to read the book too but that and uh megan <laughs> i need to fucking see megan Megan was a fucking hoot i need to see megan. maybe, maybe we'll, we'll get to talk about that one day but it was because we went uh art house myself ken and joe ash and eli and we we were hooting hard the whole time I need to see it. The Tower Puts Us Be Damned. We had a great time. Yeah, and it's getting an uncut version when it releases on digital and physical. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Big time. Big. What the hell have I been watching lately? Let's Tell see. Us. Tell us what you've been watching. Well, since it's been a while since I've been on here, I'll just, you know, cut like a few of my rewatches. Um, I um, 
Enter the Spider-Verse again because you always watch Enter the Spider-Verse. It's fantastic. So so Even my good. review says it's five stars. Nothing has changed. This movie is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> Rewatched Hocus Pocus in preparation for the sequel. Uh, that, that was a that was a time. Uh, rewatched The Prestige, my favorite Christopher Nolan film. Love it, love it, love it. Um, saw uh, Train to Busan, finally. Oh, and wow. It's one of my favorite zombie food films now. That's what everybody says. I have still not watched it. I, I need to. I really fucking dig it. Like, uh, just imagine, like, mm, like, running zombies, like, from World War Z, but if they were, like, crammed in a train. <laughs> like, it's fucking nuts. Um... Oh, uh, goddamn, I'm so glad it's it uh, I hope it does end, but I did watch Halloween ends and Oh please God, just let it end. Oh man, I yeah, let that be the end of that. I rewatched Monster Squad, one of my favorite fucking I actually watched that after Halloween ends, you know, to get the fucking taste out of my mouth. <laughs> um another classic rewatch Tremors, love that movie. Uh, watched Maniac Cop finally. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> watched that, the nineteen eighty eight Bruce Campbell joint. Um so so much chin in that movie. I forgot uh, the other actor's name. What is it? It is uh da, 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 da. Oh my god. Uh Robert Zadar. Oh my god. He has more chin than um freaking uh, Bruce Campbell. Robert Zadar quite famously cast as the Eastern Ir- Easter Island headed mob boss and lads make a film noir. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have to do that. Um we talked about it earlier. I watched uh, Elvis for the first time. Had a an, a time with that. I watched the movie American Ultra for the first time. I had never oh, seen it. Oh, how did you feel about it? I I didn't mind. It's like a little stoner comedy, but if the stoner was Jason Bourne, yeah, it's <laughs> okay, like, it's fun. It, I mean, I because yeah, I, I've I've seen it before, and I was like, okay, like I I, I didn't hate it. It it kind of had the um, it kind of had the um, what was this was this before John Wick? Yeah, or, it was before John Wick. Uh, it, it kind of had that feel. I mean, I'm not saying they're the same movies, but in, to, in, in the sense of, like, you know, this, like, this is action movie and, like, this dude that you wouldn't think is, like, just fucking shit up. He is, you do not want to cross him. <laughs> it, Jesse Eisenberg is such a fucking Yeah, and it's the fact that it's him, too. <laughs> it, because, like, it, it you know, it, it really pays off, I guess, because the fact that it's just some, like, stoner, long-haired, scrawny dude. And then at some point, I think, like, in the first, like, few, like, Whenever he realized he has like abilities or whatever, he uh, he stabs somebody in the fucking eye with a pencil, I think, or some shit. Yeah, and he's just like I just stabbed this guy. Like this, that movie. I mean, it's a comedy, but it gets pretty brutal. It gets really brutal. Like 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 the most famous scene is where he fucking he throws up the frying pan, shoots it, and is able to fucking ricochet the bullet. Yeah, yes. I was just like, okay, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, I um again, I'm just keep um spitballing rapid fire. Uh, Clerks three. I finally got to watch Clerks 3. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll say what I said. Um, being a fan of, like, Kevin Smith's podcast, um, he likes to talk about his life experiences, you know, a lot. He also likes to uh, make movies based off his life experiences for the most part. And because of that, I feel like I had already seen, like, a good chunk of this movie, but I hadn't, if that made any sense, you know? Yeah. But I will say, the way he ended this, I don't think you could have ended this trilogy any other way. And I thought it was a, a pretty uh, good send-off to his clerks. They all saga. fucking die. Uh, everyone, yes. It's like the, the death, boom. It's like the Death Star. The store explodes. <laughs> the fucking Spo- store explodes. 
<laughs> yeah, like shrapnel goes out and hits like every single name character in the in that entire franchise. <laughs> Just like shreds of white paper. Um, I watched Sorry to Bother You for the first time. Oh fuck! How'd uh, you think about that? It had me until it didn't. I am oh, all. Dude. I, I am all for weird for weird's sake. I'm all for weird shit. But wow. It's so, it took a turn, baby. And I fucking love it. When it <laughs> took that turn, I remember everybody in the theater gasped. We were all like, <laughs> what? Like, it was so... It, I love weird like, shit. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I will say that. I, I still love the part... So now I'm just talking about how much I love it. I love the part with fucking uh, Lakeith Stanfield and oh, fuck who else was it? The other guy and they're just they're not even they're not even insulting them. They're just like you smell good. Yeah, what is that? It's just fuck. It's so good. <laughs> oh man, it, it it is wild. It is most definitely a wild ride. Um, I watched and and this is this is interesting. I when I passed by this particular arrow set in the um, at Barnes and Noble, I was just like, huh, this is cool. And then come to find out. Um, one of my friends on TikTok, his grandfather is one of the stars of both of these films. It is. I bought the Count Yorga collection a few months back. Uh, it's 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 just the old like seventies uh, uh, um, vampire movies. Okay. It's like some vampire in um, L.A. And for what they are, I mean, they're not they're not good, but for what they are, they're they're pretty fun. It had me tickled, and it took me back to like you know all the like old like classic. Horror, classic horror movies, you know, per se, and whatnot. Yeah, had yeah. one of the best fucking silliest death scenes I've ever seen. And one of the <laughs> biggest cases of somehow Count Yorga returned I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> you know how the, the trope where the fucking guy just returns. Somehow Palpatine's returned. <laughs> I love it. was just like, so he's much. back. We don't know why, and we're not going to explain why, but he's um, here. Uh... I don't know. Y'all may have talked about it on a show, but um, the menu. I finally got to rewatch the menu because you know oh, the first yeah. time, first time we saw it was quite literally the worst movie theater experience. From what I've, I've ever heard, that's awful. Like I was Jesus pissed. Christ. My heart rate was up. Thought I was gonna have a heart attack. And it. This was the first time in the history of going to the cinema I have been completely taken out of the movie. I couldn't concentrate. I was so angry. There's just three very disrespectful shits. We were just like asking them to be quiet at first, and then they were being rude. They're just assholes. And, and then, like, one of the three was gone at the time getting <clears> snacks, <throat> and then I guess the dipshits told them about it. And then the whole time the menu was on, he just kept trying to get a rise out of me the entire fucking movie. He was just like, just shh, like, just shushing loud and all that fucking shit. I was that bitch. I yelled at him. I was just like, nobody paid money to hear y'all fucking talk the whole goddamn movie. I was that guy. That fucking night. I will say... I was fucking mad. Like, I... I'm glad we saw it where we saw it, but I really wish, like, me and Colt were there because, like, I... I, I don't know if I would put up with that, honestly, because, like, I, I fucking hate kids. So, like... <laughs> like I, I will say, because, like, we were all older than them by, like, a good 10 to 15 years. It's yeah. like, we can't... We shouldn't fight teenagers yeah. but good thing we have younger friends who could probably beat them and be okay it's like that's the thing when we left the theater <laughs> like they were still hanging out in the fucking lobby when we came out oh fucking they weren't any goddamn talk when we started walking okay, out of the goddamn see, theater and the thing is too is like from what everything you guys told me i'm like you know what I, I would totally be a fucking bully to those kids i'd be like if you're gonna if you're gonna be that way if you're gonna be so disrespectful and rude i'm gonna bully the shit out of you and you know while we're for first of all the menu one of my favorite fucking experiences of 2022 that movie is fucking great so good. loved it loved it loved it <laughs> <laughs> and but this kind of goes hand in hand with this goddamn she she this 
she's some like musician or artist. I don't know Zara something. I don't know. But on I, her video popped up in my for you, and she's basically like, you know, I'm tired of this stigma. You know what? If you don't want to, uh, it's like if you're gonna talk during the movies, you uh, you shouldn't go to the movies. Haha, <laughs> lies. No, if you don't want to hear me talking in the movies, you shouldn't go to the cinema. And then she was just like, first of all, it's supposed to be like a shared experience. You're supposed to be talking and critiquing, having analysis w- during the a movie. Yeah, who fucking does that? Not no. even movie critics do that, okay? No. And then she and she puts the icing on the cake. She goes on to say that she will go out of her way to be downright disrespectful to people if they ask her to keep it down in the movie theater. Now, as much as I wanted to stitch and get my fucking two thoughts, I was plotting this for two days. I was ready to <laughs> eviscerate this I, poor girl, oh okay? That blue check mark, I wanted to Thanos snap it out of her existence completely. <laughs> Again, I don't know who this, this girl is. Apparently a singer of some sort, but she turned off the duets and stitch because those comments... Oh my God! She thought she was doing something. She got ratioed to fuck at that. <laughs> absolutely, like that is no, like that is absolutely disrespectful and fucking yeah. rude. It's like, especially with how fucking expensive it is to get movie tickets. Like prices just keep going up and up and up and up, and it's just like it's at no, like you have no right to do that. Yeah, you, like our me going to the movie theater is not me buying tickets to some fuckers open mic night at the goddamn theater. Yeah, yeah, it's be- like. We're here to watch yeah. a movie. It'd you want to talk shit? Watch it with your friends. It'd yeah. be different if everybody was like, I mean, literally everybody in the theater was in that experience of yeah. like, of like, oh yeah, we're all we're all gonna shit yeah. talk this movie. But that wasn't the case. No, it's like I'm not even saying don't talk during the movie. Just fucking whisper. You Just can whisper. bullshit with your friends and still like have a good time. But like, if you're talking like I'm talking right now during a fucking movie playing, like you shouldn't be there. You should not be there. Just go home. You paid, yeah, you paid money. This whole attitude of I paid money and I don't have to regard anybody's feelings or the rules of the establishment whatsoever. No, it literally says don't talk loud and turn off your phones before every fucking movie. Because they say that shit. I'm like, well, I paid money. It's like, well, I did too. Yeah, we, everyone did, bitch. Like, what are you saying like, right it's now? Just, like, I don't know what is it is. It's like this whole idea of like, you know, and, and, it, and it harkens back to the idea of getting vaccinations in public health. Because, you know, there will be fuckers who are like, oh, I can't get vaccinated. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not going to let my child get vaccinated. It's like, no, it's not about you, you stupid bitch. Yeah. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to go on It's this about time. everybody else, not you. You're no, you're right, Cannon. Yeah, you're like, right. It's like, I, I thought it was like a generational thing for the longest time, but no, it's just an asshole thing. It's That's an a- all well, okay. it is. It's an asshole thing, but I will say, like, we've said this before, but COVID has just made it impossible for people to just act normal. You're not wrong. You're not fucking wrong. respectful and normal in public. Something has goddamn changed. Hell, even the last movie we saw before uh, COVID shut everything down onward, there was like a kid just like running around the goddamn theater acting a heathen. Oh my and, God. You remember? You were there. For what movie? We're, we're onward. Also onward together, weren't we? Didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and just that. like, and when we saw the Batman, like there's people the there people. with infant children, yeah. squalling, and just like this is a three hour fucking movie at, at nine o'clock nine. at night. <laughs> Why the fuck do you have a baby, baby, baby I, I in the theater? I don't. I mean, I'm sorry. Like an actual I'm s- newborn. I'm so sorry that you have kids. That's not my fault, though. Yeah, like, it's like the whole man tastes like we deserve nights out too. That's what babysitters it, are for. It's like, yeah, you do, but like. 
you gotta learn how to plan this just, stuff. Like not a not a baby. Like if they can if they can hold their own head up and they can hold their own popcorn, bring them to the movie. <laughs> if they can't do either of those, leave them at home. Like, they can't see the movie. Like, they don't know what's happening. Let's like still have the fucking hospital tag around their fucking foot. <laughs> like goddamn, who the fuck sorry. thought they were like after we get done in the hospital, we have to go see the Batman? I was like, I ain't missing Batman, bitch. So, sorry, I I just got a few more. I didn't mean to go on that. No, you're fine. Tirade. We I, again, I was with y'all for Megan had a had a fucking blast with that can't wait to own that one finally saw Top Gun Maverick I regret not seeing that one in theaters Dude, Top Gun I, Maverick is so it, fucking good if you guys have seen it in theaters I'm surprised they I'd be surprised they don't put it back in theaters at some point but it was it was a lot of fun definitely if you, if you have the chance to see it in theaters and you haven't already I don't know play in the dollar theater somewhere yeah. check it out but, uh, Go to the Nickelodeon. And God, unfortunately, it looks like the last movie I've seen is when I was in Foster's and my dad threw it up. Uh, it was this Netflix original uh, war movie called Sandcastle starring Nicholas Holt. And uh, I wasn't even paying attention to this movie fully until, holy shit, random Henry Cavill shows up in this movie. Oh. He, I, I had to do a double take because he had a shaved head. I was like, wait, what? So it, this movie, oh my God, it's so fucking bizarre. Apparently it's based on a true story. And the... I'd make comparisons to the uh, Paulie Shore comedy in the army now to this movie because if <laughs> okay. anyone has seen that movie, it's about them join the army and then they end up being in their like water department or whatever, you know, getting like clean fresh water to the military or whatever. This I call this like the gritty dark reboot of in the army now <laughs> because apparently the the bit of this movie is like Nicholas Holt, he's in the army, doesn't want to be there. He even goes as far as to like fuck his own self up just to get out. But apparently they have to uh, fix the water supply of this uh, this little town in the country they're in because th- they fucked it up, but they're also mad because they can't get volunteers from that town to help them fix the water yeah. that they fucked up. And I'm just like, what is this bullshit? Yeah, so <laughs> for anybody wondering, it's set during the occupation of Iraq. It's squad of U.S. soldiers trying to protect a small village. It's like, <laughs> I, I, like my re- my review is like simply this. Uh, Dad threw this up. Truth be told, I didn't even care until Cavill showed up. Even then, I'm logging it anyway. Two stars. But um, other than that, when it comes to like the TV show side of things, I've been rewatching um, uh, e- uh, not Eastbound, uh, the Righteous Gemstones on HBO mm. with Jennifer, and it's I'm getting. I don't know when fucking season four is happening. But, well, no, no, season three. Excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know when season three is happening, but please, God, let it happen soon because it's one of the funniest shows I have seen in years, and I love it so. And keeping it on the train of HBO Max, I've just started watching the show Barry. And, yep. And starring a Bill Hader, I didn't know it was actually like co-created and written and directed sometimes by the man himself. And, wow, it's my new obsession. I've already knocked out the first season, and I'm in the middle of the second season now. There's one more to go. Hope there's another one. I think I heard another season of it's happening. I've heard it's but great. It is so good. It's it's um one of the best dark comedies I've ever seen. It's like just yeah. like the, just the tone. Like I, I said it earlier again. No spoilers. I finished an episode and literally after the episode, I'm like, what? And then I looked at the the name of the episode and the episode was literally called what? So <laughs> I was like, wow, I, I saw what you did there, Bill. Jesus. <laughs> It was very appropriately named. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess um, for folks who may not know, what is Barry about? Oh man, and that is that is a good part. Um, 
uh, Barry is about this um, ex-military guy who turns out that he is a very, very good assassin, and he is very good at his job. But turns out he doesn't want to live that life anymore. He wants to do something more meaningful with his life, so he gets the itch to become an actor, and he really enjoys it. And But this is just him juggling, trying to get out of that life while trying to have a normal one. It's pretty much like, not exactly, but if Dexter said, fuck this, I want to be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> and and the longer the show goes, you get more of his psyche and like what happened to him in Afghanistan and shit. And oh, man, it 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 gets rough sometimes. But it's 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 good. It's fucking good. Oh, I yeah. highly recommend it to anyone. Yeah, and yeah, I need to watch it. Also, speaking of movies, on the vein of movies, still. Uh, so recently, I went to Comicon, and mm-hmm. there was a uh, there was a vendor there who was selling Blu-rays and DVDs, and it was only on the first day he had a sale where all Blu-rays, if you're paying with cash, are fifty percent off. Oh, okay. And then if you're paying with car, twenty percent. I had cash, so of course I bought two fucking movies, anime, mm-hmm. um, uh, Katsuhiro Otom. Otomo presents Memories. Memories is Ooh. fucking good. And then this one, Venus Wars. That is a very glossy slipcover on uh, Memories. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I, I only have another movie that has a slipcover like that. But uh, I love it, though. Um, especially this. Because this is from, like... Um, so, like, obviously, everybody talks about Magnetic Rose. And then there's Stink Bomb and Can Fodder. I don't think anybody has told me, like, any of them are bad. But I'm very excited to get a chance to watch it. And then Venus Wars is just this i remember seeing a gif of it on um on twitter and it was just like this cool like mech looking art and animation and um yeah i was just like i saw it and i was like oh it's a movie yeah of course it's like and uh it looks like venus war this is the first time i've seen this like there's definitely like very like 80s style like anime like sci-fi like robot type of movie looks great Oh, okay. I've only seen one short out of the anthology film, Memories, Magnetic Rose. It's on YouTube. Well, at least Magnetic Rose is. Probably the other segments are on YouTube free. One of my favorite just, like, sci-fi horror stories ever. Like, it is just meticulously animated. Just and It's an incredible short. It's, it's one of my favorite things I watched last year. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear everybody says. It's like, it's just fantastic. And um, I'm very, I'm very excited. You can actually watch the. They have the full memories on Tubi, I believe. Oh. Yeah. So it, for basically, Magnetic Rose is, is without giving too much away. It's like a haunted house story, but on a derelict space station. Yep. It is fucking killer. It's right here. It's, I take the art on all these cases. Yeah, it, it was super <laughs> sick. I, and, and the guy was just like, as soon as I gave these to him to for him to ring me up, he was just like, he was like, oh hell yeah, dude. Bump it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I am going to be a stickler bitch about that slipcover, though. Though That style of slipcover usually is only on the newer 4Ks, and I hate it. And I that hate is, it. Those I, little flappies, they can bend so easily. I know. I hate it, too. But the thing is, is like I like that cover art more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Than this. It's, it, no, the, the slip is beautiful. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Like, the main cover art's fine, but I think this... Like this is the cover art for everything when it comes to like this whole like little anthology. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is like, this is so cool. That is a rad fucking cover. I'm I'm not gonna lie. But um, yeah, I'm very excited to watch those. Those are nice. <laughs> thank you. I don't know why I said thank you. I didn't make them. <laughs> Gosh, where uh, are we on time? Uh, we're about 45 minutes. So it'd be a good point to kind of tie it off. Any, any other 
last bits to get to? Uh, yeah, I, I ate a few, but not not much. Um, did you have any? Um, oh, not really. Just uh, if you're an eBay seller, just uh, make sure you mark your shit correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I had a, had a snap. Had an, one of one of two uh, negative uh, eBay purchases. It's not that big a deal. I, I think I'm gonna get it sorted. Just if it's a Blu-ray, don't mark. If it you list it as a Blu-ray and you sell me a DVD, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking also of Camicon, um, since now we're kind of getting to the end here, um, I brought some, not, I didn't really bring much, I brought those movies, but also I, I brought my, uh, this is the, um, Ooh. The thing, lanyard, lanyard, like and then also too, they gave us, uh, this little thing, and, uh, so uh, what it is, a is, step counter? Yeah, it's a step counter, but the thing is, it's cool, but like, you do that and it counts. It's real. Uh, it's a, it, they're very cheap set counter. It's kind of easy to cheese. Cause I know, and because for those who don't know, Comic Con is a is a local anime convention in Alabama, and it's started. It started in the student center of our local university, and has since grown in the in the ten plus years to be one of the biggest like anime conventions in not only the state but in the South, and. What makes it unique is that there's that has like a running storyline throughout all the seasons, and part of the gimmicks they've done in the past is like you know it's sort of influenced by the con goers. Like basically, what direction do you want the story to go, and the outcome is in part due to like uh, con goer participation. And part of the gimmicks is like you know getting points from like the the little pedometer kind of influences, like, the direction of the story. Like, you want 10,000 points, blah, 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 this happens. And sort of, like, that's part of the, the gimmicks for the con. Yeah, I know when they said next next year's or whatever, it's supposed to be, like, heroes and villains. <coughs> I think it's supposed to be next theme. Yeah, um, just to kind of go a little bit over Comic-Con, um, it was my first time ever and first anime convention. I usually only go to plastic model conventions with my dad, so this is, like, a whole new thing, and we'll and we'll talk about it and backlog boys because we have like we're gonna have a designated episode for that um, with Tanner and Cole. But like, um, I mean, it was a it was a good time. I was just overstimulated. There yeah. was just so much, and especially with how big it is, I, I was just like, whoa. Um, yeah, I went over my budget for money, uh, <laughs> which was like, fuck. It's like Colt said, he spent pretty much all of his money the first day there. First, oh, and, and it's a three day con. First day, fuck. I spent about. I would say 80 to 90% of my budget. <laughs> and then like the second day I was like, yeah, you know what? I have, I have this money for food and stuff and I have this money for just the con. I'm just gonna spend the rest of the money for the con. So that's what I did. I just, I just completely spent my budget and then went actually over that. So it, it was a, it was a good time. There was just so much cool shit there. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I, I don't want to say too much on here cause I want to save stuff for, backlog boys but yeah it was just um there was this uh i should mention there was a panel that fucking sucked uh, <laughs> so there was a panel that me and uh, tanner and cole went to and let me tell you it was fucking awful the peep the 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 people hosting it were so unfunny and it made me realize i was like we are so much funnier. We could easily, <laughs> easily get a fucking panel and do it and just bullshit or something. I don't know. It, I, it, it made me realize I was like, fuck, damn. I was like, we really are 
The Last of Us. No. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, fuck, The Last of Us. Been watching that too. Uh, I will say that is very similar because I remember a running gag for us was we went to Magic City Con. There's there's like a a certain wrestling panel that would always be there, and we went one year and every year since like this guy, these guys do the same thing and they're and they're not funny and like obviously. Everybody thinks they're funny in their own little space, and like um, they, they may be, but then when when you see someone like put their shtick on stage, just like this isn't it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it, I mean, to, like people were just dipping out. Like, I, oh, it was dang. so funny too because people were fighting to fucking get in there. So if you want. I don't want to. You know what? If you want to know what it was, it was a Shrek Smasher Pass panel. Oh my! It was PG thirteen, but it was basically just Shrek characters and whether you'd smash or pass on them. Jesus fucking Christ! People are fucked up. <laughs> it was it was it was funny at first, and then it just kind of dropped. Like whatever inherent humor was from the concept kind of dwindled out. What the uh, the I guess the the panel leaders. Were as charismatic as the concept. Yeah, and um, and I, just to briefly mention too, like uh, I'll, I'll just cut it here for my talk about Comic Con, but like cosplay was crazy because most popular was um, I saying uh, oh god, I said it was it was uh, in the order it was Chainsaw Man, so many Makimas, it was scary, <laughs> uh, Halo, really weird. Uh, third was My Hero Academia, and then fourth was Made Outfits, and then fifth was, surprisingly, um, there were so many just ghosts. Ghosts from Modern Warfare, too. Huh. Yeah, it was... It's like bedsheet ghosts. It's like, no, it's <laughs> and, and it was so... It was also so stupid because so many people had, like, basically, like, airsoft guns with, like, the orange tips, but, like, if you did not see the orange tip, you would think, like, oh, fuck, that's a real gun. Yeah. I'm surprised that they were, they were allowed to go into a space like that without the orange tips on the guns. Well, they did have the orange tips. It's just like oh, you're just saying if if you didn't see those, if you didn't, didn't oh fuck, them, that's yeah. a real gun. Okay, because yeah. usually you can't go into a public space without with a fake gun that didn't have the orange tip on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, cosplay like all the people cosplaying was cool. I like I I try to take pictures of the convention, but I just didn't know how to like how to really do that just because it was like again overstimulated, and I just didn't want to take pictures of people because I don't know I'm not. Trust me, they love that shit. No, 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 no. I, I, I know, I know. It's just, it's just weird to like, for me, like interacting with like people. It's just like got has devolved. Yeah, yeah. So now fair, I'm like, fair. I don't like, I like. Yeah. I, like, I don't know how to ask. It's like, I don't like feeling like a bother either. I get yeah, it. I get yeah. it. I get but it. I, I know if, if for like a big con like that, it's it's definitely a, a weird space to kind of like. In this massive place full of tons of people to be like, this is the point where I work on my personal interaction skills. But like, <laughs> obviously, people dress up and they, they, you know, a lot of them want to have their thing. But of course, also always remember, cosplay is not consent. Yes, just because yeah. someone's dressed up doesn't mean you have the right to just take your photograph. No, yeah, always. Always, always go up to them, and more often than not, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be like more than happy to yeah. take a picture for you. Just always ask. And usually, when I take pictures of people at convention, I always ask, of course. But then, like, I don't keep them. It's like I put them on like my Snapchat story or my Insta story. So like, I have a picture of it, but it's like I'm not like oh, like let me just keep some yeah. like a stranger's picture unless it's like this is just a really cool thing. Let me show it to somebody else <laughs> yeah. because there's some pretty top tier cosplay as I've seen in my years of going to Comic Con. Yeah. It's like they, people they they show out. Uh, yeah, let me backpedal a little bit on my statement when I say. Trust me, they love that shit. They love it when you ask, ask. them. Oh, yeah. Because their faces always fucking light up. And 
like they are looking fucking no, fly I, as hell. Yeah, no, knew I knew what you meant. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, should, I didn't. <laughs> no, people should know what you mean. Like obviously, like if you ask, but um, but yeah, it, it was. Like, yeah, it, don't walk up to him and be like, Tink. like no, that's no, that's no, creepy. That's weird. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a great time. It's just goddamn. But um, yeah, I guess to end it off, I wanted to just tr- touch brief- briefly. Like last month, you know. Um, I read like nine books and for some reason, I, I don't know why I just told myself, you know what? I'm going to read like just some hard shit just to make me cry. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but, uh, yeah. So last month I read, like I said, I read nine books. The first, the first book I read, I, cause I've, I've God damn, they're all so good, except for one. Um, Universal Har- Harvester by John Darnell, which is John Darnell is part of a, <coughs> is like the lead singer of a band called the Mountain Goats. Huh. Uh, I haven't listened to them, but I, they're pretty big in the folk scene. But really good. It's uh, it's about uh, about this guy who works at a video store, um, and he gets a videotape back from this lady, and another person comes in, and they're in the videotapes. They're like, all they say is that there's something on it, and it's like a movie. And basically, what happens is that somebody put in their own footage of something like eerie and mysterious. Like usually, it's like something like violence being committed upon another person in this just this decrepit shack and uh it kind of goes from there about like exploring these exploring about, like what is this mystery um you know what's going on in this town and like grief and stuff like that and then another uh a short book i read it's a memoir called among the almond trees by hussein um bargodi um immediately started crying um because it's literally it's literally about this um this man it's a memoir and um he he goes to have a blood test done to find out if he has AIDS and he, he it's negative. He's like, yes, like, you know, so happy, so excited. But then he finds out he has lymphoma. That's fucked. And, and he's like, he's like so happy, so excited because like his, that means his wife and his son don't have AIDS, but now he's dying of cancer. Yeah. And it's basically just him going back to um, where he grew up in this home um, to kind of like reaccount his life and um, kind of talking about his uh, the stages in which his his disease is progressing. It's so fucking sad, but it's so good. And um, yeah, and um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the next book I read is Cassandra and the Wolf by Margarita Carapano. Uh, fucking um, really weird book because it's uh, it's about a girl from. Like as she's a baby to and until she's like going to elementary school, uh, basically eight years old. And while it's like really well written and stuff, it is just some of the most heinous stuff is done to this little girl. And <laughs> I, I you know, content warning for anybody interested in this book because it's considered a Greek classic. Um, okay, modern Greek classic, I should say. A modern Greek classic. Yeah, and it's just these little snippets of this girl, like different periods of, of her life. Um, and it, they're just short, but like usually, it's it's just really f- fucked up. Like, I mean, it's like molestation and like sexual related things that's done to this little girl. But then also too is like she also does like terrible things to people and other children, especially. And there's like animal you know violence too. It's it was very well written, but goddamn, I did not like it. It's just like, how could one just, just like little kid be so fucked up? Yeah, and then uh, I read the Corpse Exhibition and Other Stories of Iraq by Hassan uh, Blasim. It was a, very, it's a, it's just a short, short story anthology of a bunch of different like fictitious just stories of um, 
things um, that take place in Iraq, especially during occupation and war. And um, it, it was very good, very disturbing, obviously. But, like, I don't know why. I just chose, like, January. I just want to read more just Middle Eastern fiction. And I just want it to be, like, hitting me in the fucking heart. <laughs> it's like, I want every book to be, like, on Santis. Like, yeah, and... And there's, like, one book I read that was nothing like any of this and ended up being my favorite. I'll talk about it here in a little bit. But then next book I read is The Employees, a workplace novel of the 22nd century by Olga Rovin. Um, it's one of the translated works from uh, from 2022 that, like, got nominated for, like, the International Booker Prize. It's just a short little book about a bunch of employees working on a spaceship. And they're orbiting this planet, and they discover these objects. And they bring the objects on board, and... It affects them and also the androids, the humanoid employees. That's what they call them, humanoids who are like robots basically. And um, it's kind of like these little short statements of like their work and like what's ha- what's slowly like how the the workplace is slowly just devolving and escalating. It's really good. Um, I recommend that. And then uh, We Can Never Leave This Place by Eric LaRocca, um, which I, sh- I should have brought it because it has this cool fucking cover art. And Goodreads sucks ass. It does. Uh, there you yeah. go. Oh, wow. I think I've heard of that book. So, yeah. So, if you don't know, Eric LaRocca, I don't know too much about him, but he has this, like, he has these three books. It's We Can Never Leave This Place, You Have Lost a Lot of Blood, and Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoken. They all have the same kind of painterly cover. And this is the third and most recent one. It came out last year, and I read it. It's very short. It's like this dark fairy tale of a little girl in a war zone having to um, survive with her mother after their father after her father gets fucking killed it's it was brutal and really sad it was like a coming of age story um, and then I read uh, Pride of Baghdad by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, really good it's about four lions during the Iraqi war and it's kind of based on the uh, the account of four lions being getting loose from the zoo and uh, making kind of a fictitious story about what they did after they got um, loose and they they die. Um, It's really good, really brutal, Um, but yeah. And then uh, I read also Persepolis, the story of a childhood uh, by Marjani Satrapi. Um, It's about a a childhood, um, the main um, author herself, uh, kind of like a biography memoir of her time growing up in Iran during the um, Islamic Revolution and then eventually leaving. Uh, there's a second part to it where she comes back that I, I'm going to try to read this month. Really fucking good. Really illustrated. Really funny, too. Um, there's a part in there where she's talking to her grandma, and she's like, she's like, I, like, she's like telling her grandma, like, I'm a messiah. I'm going to be a prophet. Um, and one of the things I'm going to come up with is that you can't suffer anymore because, you know, her grandma has problems with her, like, her knees or something. She's like, you just can't feel pain anymore. And she's like, how is that going to happen? It's like, I'll just outlaw it. It's really funny. Um, and then finally, my favorite book, um, A Psalm for the Wild Built. It's by Becky Chambers. It's a sci-fi novel that's just wholesome, just like good time about um, in, in the future, humanity has located themselves. It, it takes place in an alternate world, on an alternate continent and everything. But humanity is all in one place where they don't try to interact with or disturb in the environment so they've all located into one place and there were robots but then the robots gained self-awareness so they said that we're going to let the robots go give them their time and the robots had an agreement we're like eventually we'll come back just to see how you guys are doing if you need any help and then one day we follow a main character a monk who is uh, also non-binary which is really cool 
and um, eventually they come across a fucking robot, and they're just like, what do you guys need? And it's really good. It's also in the same vein of everything, everywhere, all at once about being kind of very reassuring. Okay, that's good. It's very wholesome. And uh, that's my book talk. I <laughs> Really good stuff. Uh, yeah. It's like Wenzel Bookcast coming 2023. <laughs> okay, you say that, but literally on my way here, I was thinking, like, I'm going to talk about these books, but also, too, I kind of just want to start my own bookcast at this point. Do it. I mean, like we said in the January in our State of the Podcast, this year, 2023, is our experimentation year. We've been around, will be seven years in uh, this spring. So, like, we're going to do a lot of new things, and I think that would be a, a great th- thing to try out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bookcast. Do it. I mean, we, we. I mean, literally, we say no to very little around here. <laughs> I mean, AYCs has always been founded on just the most variety and just a place for literally every single one of our interests. So yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Just just keep an eye on your feeds, and you'll probably see something new from us before you even realize it. Yeah, hell yeah, something might be shooting up on the horizon. A straight shooting up on the horizon. Mm. Maybe. You never know. All right. Well, uh, if there's nothing else to say, I think we can uh, call to a close this edition of the banter episode. Straight shooting. We're all out of bullets. But, uh, well, wait. I had two more. I had two left. Sorry. I'm, I'm empty now. Oh, okay. Got you. <laughs> now we're empty. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening today. It was a great time just to catch up and just banter like old times. There'll oh, be yeah, more banters in the future, so don't worry. Uh, but be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are found. You know that's on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any place with a little podcast icon. We're right there. So uh, give us a listen. We, we surely do appreciate it. Like us, subscribe us, rate us, uh, share us with a friend. It uh, helps us out, keeps us visible, and always puts us in front of these people, which you greatly appreciate when you do that. If you're listening to us, the week this comes out, Pause, pause, pause. On February, the week of February twentieth, twenty twenty-three, uh, there will be uh, probably a few new things. Uh, Backlog Boys is taking a break right now, but they'll be back in March, correct? Yeah, that should be. Uh, I, I just don't think we can probably put out an episode this month. Um, COVID, uh, Cole has COVID, and we just don't have the current time to fit that so yeah it'll be march so but go back and listen to the uh the backlog on the backlog boys yeah, go listen yeah. to our go listen to our last of us episode and go listen to our pokemon scarlet and violet episode which I, is I think, the most recent yeah. release from the yeah. backlog boys a lot of good content of a lot of, a lot of lengthy episodes that really pass your day at work <laughs> a lot of good stuff over there and um cajun greatness still going strong right there ken oh yeah uh, if i remember correctly the next uh on the docket is going to be <laughs> the uh disney Classic uh, G-Force. Yeah. A supporting role for Nicholas Cage and a um, spy thriller about guinea pigs. But also check out, uh, if I'm pretty sure it's up by the time this comes out, we have Caging Masterpiece Theater, a new experiment that Shimmy has been working on. And uh, let me tell you what, some scripted stuff, but you know what? It's some good scripted stuff. Imagine a Mad Libs-inspired uh, narrative story. Yes. From much. the Cage crew themselves. But yeah, um, more stuff on the horizon. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, and uh, recently, over the weekend, we re-released episode 206. That is Lads Make JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 9. And just sort of uh, 
to coincide with the official release of the ninth installment of the long-running manga anime series Jojo Bizarre Adventure. And it's a crazy time. Very bizarre, appropriately enough. Uh, we, as wacky and bullshitty as our make-em-ups are, we actually put some thought into our Jojo episode. It's still silly, of course, but we really enjoyed Let's it. Let's just say Horikoshi copied us. <laughs> Honestly, I think he might have listened to us back in April of 2021. He, he, he might have pulled some us. threads. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. They don't know that. Shut it up. Shut up. Nothing to do with uh, the actual thing. But, you know, there's there's, there's some funny happenstances and uh, similarities there. But please go check that out. That's available in all your feeds. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. John lost his name. You go. Okay. Well, I uh, thank you all for having me here. It's been good. As I know, it's, I'm sorry it's been so long, but you know what? I'm going to make my appearances a little more frequent, God damn it. Okay? Hell yeah. So, I have been that Canon guy. You can find me at that Canon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads, Letterboxd, and of course TikTok. And goddamn, before I forget, The Last of Us, greatest video game adaptation ever fucking made. I, it's great. I love the hot take. I, I love the first episode. That's all I've seen, but I loved it. And that's I hear it's great. So, oh god! Yeah. I, how did I forget? You see, I think streaming has ruined my brain. I forgot how episodic TV works, and I forgot that I've been watching The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Winslow. You can follow me on Twitter at Winslow. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winsy. Uh, go follow my bookstagram, Winslow Banters, where I talk more in length about obviously these books I've read and stuff like that. So you don't, you know, have to bore you on here with book talk. But uh, it's not boring. I fucking love talking about books. Books are good. <laughs> books I don't know why. Great. I, I don't he, know why I said that. If you if you like hearing about books, you know, check yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, check out that. Um, and uh, uh, go to my store, uh, worldofwindsy.bigcartel.com, where I sell prints and stickers. I really appreciate it. I have a link tree for my letterbox, my Goodreads. Everything's on there. For um, you'll see it on my all my socials. It's all there. Um, go check that out. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, stay tuned. Uh, next week, we have another episode, episode 298. And Cannon will be returning with us for what will we be uh, enjoying next week, Cannon? Oh, I do yeah. believe we are going to be salivating and sinking our teeth into the third installment of that cameo game. And let me tell you, it's going to be great. Yeah. Let's just say ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for that next week, everyone. Until then, have a great day. We'll be talking to you very soon. Bye.